Welcome back, everybody. We are back in the new year with a brand new episode for you guys. As usual, we got Paul and Christoph here today for the Hall of Games and Hypertrophy podcast, HEHcast.com. Uh, we are officially secured on there and all of that. So uh, check out our website. You guys get a chance. Uh, very exciting stuff over there. It's just our blog. But um, we got an exciting episode today. Is there anything you wanted to preface this episode with today, Stoff? Um, I think kind of before we even like unpack the whole conversation, just keep in mind that what we say, if we provide a positive or negative view, you shouldn't hold those yourself until you experience and have the anecdotal data that we do. Um, just because it's not fair to yourself and others in the gym to create a bias without actually having seen it yourself. So just keep that in mind as you listen to what we're going to talk about today, because this one is the most prevalent thing in the gym world as of today and for the next uh, three, four weeks. But we are talking about that January rush, that uh, new year, new me, new year's resolution exercise type stuff. Um, and we're just going to really unpack that. Uh, there's not... A whole lot of science behind it so today's again today's episode will be a lot of uh just us riffing off the topic so that's why i say make sure to actually give yourself a chance to experience this or create your own opinions don't take what we have um as gospel because you could have a totally different experience than we do but whether it's positive negative or just right down the middle so make sure to formulate your own opinions and just use what we talk about as advice yeah yeah i think it's um a good thing to preface with today's episode is that uh we're not gonna make fun of anybody who's trying to better themselves in the gym i think that anybody who's had who has experience in the gym will always support anybody who wants to better themselves physically uh and i think that it's great that if you want to make the difference you know, New Year's resolutioners, the, the whole thing about it is that it's a starting point. It's let's start January 1st. Let's start on this plan or something like that. Or let's get in a better shape. Let's let's try to hit this goal by the end of the year. Um, and, you know, I have this resolution for myself for the new year to hit this. Um, the thing to mention is just that the problem a lot of the time that people have that are in the gym consistently is that these people aren't consistent um, because, it's a rush. People don't know what they're doing. People get hurt. Uh, they hog the equipment. People come in groups. Uh, and then three weeks later, they're not even committed to it and just leave. So a lot of gym goers on the more immature side kind of make fun of it, kind of make fun of people who want to better themselves after New Year's and stuff like that. And I can understand like getting a little frustrated from how busy it gets uh, in the gym. Some gyms are busier than others. Uh, more of the serious gyms aren't as busy as some of the more, uh, not so serious gyms. So like planet fitness gets, I'm sure it gets extremely busy during January. Um, but something like, uh, you know, more underground, more hole in the wall kind of stuff isn't as busy. Um, but it, the problem that a lot of people have is just that you're going to get swamped with people for no reason, really for them just to leave. And I think that, you know, if you're going to be consistent with it, you should not start cold turkey. And that's a problem here as revolutionaries is that you're changing your entire lifestyle literally overnight. And that's extremely hard to stick by. You've got to like find a happy medium there, whether that's, you know, starting with one thing and slowly adding to it or 
Uh, if you already have something kind of going, whether it's your food or trading or something like that, then just change something about it to make it better. Uh, I think that's a better way of going than just entirely cold turkey and just changing everything because it's going to be too much. There's going to be too much stress in your body, too much stress in your mind, and it's going to be very hard to stick to something that you just started and everything's different. Your entire schedule's different. Your day is different. How you feel is different. Your food is different. Like going to the exercise, you're going to be sore. You're going to be tired. Everything's going to be different. So it's going to be 10 times as hard to do it. So I think that um, ultimately what I'm trying to say is that we support it. It's not the best route to go, but we support anybody who wants to change. And uh, we don't want to make fun of anybody who does want to change. So there are jokes about New Year's resolution in general, but uh, no one in particular should ever receive any sort of hate for wanting to change themselves and better themselves. Yeah. And the whole point of this podcast too, is just to, you know, provide information for you guys and also preach the overall benefits of fit, personal fitness and exercising. Like we obviously between Paul and I have our very extreme goals, but uh, while that's the case, ultimately we care more about getting a large the, or the majority of the world's population inside of some physical atmosphere because that's just how you better yourself as an individual um i thought you i think you brought up a really and like just you said one word and it stuck out and you said that uh these people aren't ready for the lifestyle change and i think the place we got to start with when we're talking about the uh, new year's resolution is that people don't realize that it is a lifestyle it is you know when you are in the gym you are consistently working at your craft you're consistently or again ideally so you should be consistently working on your craft you're consistently trying to you know progressively overload your weight so then you can up your uh, your weight and your strength and all of that and what most of these new year's resolution people don't seem to realize and again not to any fault of their own because they're brand new into this world um but it is a lifestyle it is not well i i guess the way i want to frame this is that too many people view the gym as i'm gonna go for an hour a day to make myself better and in theory yeah that's absolutely right you go even half hour a day, just a little bit every single day because consistency over uh, exhaustion is is kind of key. And so that it, in essence, that is true. Like you go a little bit every day and that that is what happens. But to actually start to achieve like monumental gains and start hitting those goals, uh, it is a lifestyle change because with the gym, now you start to develop a consistent diet and then with a consistent diet then the next step is creating basically a consistent uh, routine like a schedule within your day and then you start to focus on your sleep and your recovery and just so many other factors start to come into play when you start to take this thing seriously and a lot of people with these new year's resolutions i'm gonna go out there and say that probably between 70 and 80% of new year's resolution people coming to the gym are, I want to lose weight just because, you know, people over the holiday season since Thanksgiving has packed on weight because the meals between then and now are, you know, pretty filling. So a lot of people are like, Hey, I want to lose weight. That's my new year's resolution. Let's get in the gym. And 
in order to actually lose that weight and do it in a healthy manner, it's a lifestyle change. So I think that's kind of where we need to start this conversation because if someone's not committed to changing their life, it doesn't have to be a drastic change, but changing it enough that you adapt to a gym lifestyle, that's when we see the burnout and that's when we get the frustration from us, the regular goers who you know, want to help support everybody. So that's more so where my frustration comes from. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fair way of looking at things. And I think that uh, when you're, when you're changing your entire lifestyle, it, your, your lifestyle and like particularly this industry and, you know, this hobby and passion that we have, it's, it's kind of part of you. Uh, you know, it, it might take a little while to kind of discover that, but when you get into the routine of things and like, you know, I started out with, I don't know if anybody knows the history, at least for me. Um, I started out with Body Beast DVDs from um, Beachbody, which is Sagi Kalev. And uh, that's where I started. I did that program. I think it's like, I don't know, three, three months or something like that. Um, and it was just dumbbells at home. I had po- uh, power blocks, which are like um, adjustable dumbbells. So it's like essentially one handle, but you just change the weight on it. Uh, and then a bench. And that's all I started with, essentially. And it was actually a really good foundation uh, because it's you can do it from home. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to do anything to go to it. It's already there. Um, and then at the same time, it kind of teaches you the body beast specifically it's it's same with like p90x uh p90x and body beast are kind of like teaching you the basics of hypertrophy and uh, muscle gain and like actual proper weightlifting um so it you know there's timed rests uh there's pyramid sets drop sets uh stuff like that actually good like splits when it comes to training different muscle groups so it's a really good foundation and you know you do kind of you do grow out of it pretty quickly uh, it's not something that, especially at a younger age, you do grow out of it. So it's not something that you can really consistently do for, you know, year round, um, especially if you don't have heavier and heavier dumbbells. Uh, but it does give you an idea of, uh, you know, the starting point. I think that that's where, like, I think that's a really good way of starting things is some sort of DVD system from home. It can be expensive. I think these DVD systems go for like a couple hundred bucks. I was blessed to have already had it. Um, my dad did it before me, so I was able to just use his um, and also the dumbbells. Those dumbbells are like $500. So I was very blessed to have those in the first place. Um, you know, so I had a good foundation to start with, but I think that the DVD system like that, P90X, Body Beast, uh, whatever it is from Beachbody uh, is a good place to start. And then from there, when you grow out of it and you're like, okay, I think I'm kind of done with this. I hit the program. I think I'm ready to go to an actual gym that's when you go to like, you know, a beginner to intermediate gym. I think that uh, most people, especially if you have a little bit of experience with lifting and kind of understand proper form, because that those DVDs kind of teach you proper form, not quite hundred percent, but kind of get there. Um, I think that you can kind of s- skip over like Planet Fitness or something like that and go to like a little more serious of a gym, like an LA Fitness or Anytime Fitness or something like that. That's going to have like proper machinery and like dumbbells up to like 150 or something like that. Not that you would use them, but it's a, it's a little bit better than um, something that's beginner based. And then that's where you can kind of build that foundation. And I think that the biggest thing I try to tell people, um, especially if you're going to start a new resolution or start in the new year is that you should just kind of probably eat the same way you've always been eating. Um, don't change that. 
just go to the gym. Just get in a routine of going to the gym because at first the gym is going to be the hardest part. Uh, so you don't want to add on what really is the hardest part, which is food. Food is the hardest part. You talk to anybody who's in bodybuilding or anybody who's serious about the gym, they'll tell you food is the hardest part. Uh, the gym is the fun part. That's the part we enjoy. So if you can't do the gym, then you're not going to be able to do any of it. So you need to really get locked in at the gym, you know, for two to three weeks of consistent effort, you know, putting in at least 90% of effort in the gym uh, with learning and trying to properly execute the exercises and uh, learning as far as how the body works and physics and stuff like that uh, so that you can maximize that potential in the future. But two to three weeks in the gym until you're like, okay, I'm actually feeling good. I like this now and I'm looking forward to it every day. Then that's when you can start altering your food. And you don't want to hop on like a crazy meal plan or some crazy diet or something right off the bat. Like don't do keto or paleo or some shit like we were talking about last week. Just like take out sugar and take out bread. Like that's, that's like just stuff like that. Like take out the junk out of your, out of your food that you eat. And that right there will get you so far. It, and you're like, it's going to suck at first, but then once you kick those habits of, you know, like for me, um, you know, I'm not so much into it now, but there's times where I become like genuinely addicted to like zero sugar sodas because it, it's the only, like, that's one of my main vices when it comes to the meal, my meal plan is that I drink zero sugar sodas. And there's times where like, I know I'm addicted to it and I'll have like three, four cans a day. And it's like, that's not healthy. So when you kick that, it's going to suck because you got to get over the three day hump. But once you kick it, you're going to feel much better. Your, your, your diet's going to get in a better place. So just something like that after already getting into the gym is a good step as well. Um, and then down the road, six months to a year, however long, then that's when you can start taking things seriously, get onto a real diet, get onto a meal plan written by a nutritionist or something like that. And that's when you really start making progress. I mean, um, I know someone off the top of my head who started with, um, he was kind of in the gym. He kind of knew what he was doing. Bigger guy, um, large guy great super nice guy but when he started with a coach he dropped like 60 something pounds in six months um because he had the proper guidance and he wasn't drop, dropping nearly that prior to the coach but you need to understand that like when he was with this coach like he was eating like you know granted for his weight it was a, it was more calories than most people i would guess like five three thousand calories but for him that's almost nothing so he you know had to be really strict and was putting in a lot of effort to drop this weight uh so he had this foundation already to get into it. So his main focus was just sticking to the meal plan and sticking to the actual program. And that was it. So you got to get to that point. And if you try and change your entire lifestyle overnight and change everything, it's just not going to work because you're not going to have the accountability to stick to every single little bit of piece of everything. Uh, and you need to build that accountability. You need to build the foundation of each thing, the gym, then your food, then the lifestyle, so on and so forth. So, that's a good way of starting things. I think, um, you know, I was very blessed to have started things the way I would tell myself in the past to do it. Um, so I, I wouldn't have changed a thing about how I started. Uh, but then I did eventually discover my passion, you know, my passion for bodybuilding shortly into actually lifting in the gym. I mean, you know, I did bodybuild body beast. And then after that started going to the gym, uh, went to a, a bodybuilding gym of anarchy in Gardner for those that know, um, started going there for a while. And then, after a little while, I was like, you know what? I'm not really doing this for myself. Like I was doing it for myself, but I was also doing it for like girls. And I was like, I'm not really doing this for girls anymore. And, and I started like looking at bodybuilders and started looking at the sport and stuff. And I'm like, that's actually kind of sick. And then I kind of like looked at posing and stuff. And 
the art behind it. And I was like, okay, I actually really like this. I want to start talking to a coach about it. And that's how I started with my first coach. And um, that's, that's where the passion was born. And here we are today. I mean, I'm coming up on my, you know, this year, officially this year uh, is going to be my NPC debut. Uh, and I'm hoping to hit, hit regional win that and then hopefully get into national, you know, shortly after that. And I'm hoping to make pro this year, but we'll see. So you got to build that foundation for the future, ultimately. You got to, you, you mentioned uh, that <clears throat> it's a progressive uh, build into it. No, you must go straight from lifestyle to counting every single macro and micro you have to go strict right away i'm kidding count your fucking toothpaste it has calories <laughs> that mouthwash uh uh-uh. uh cut it can't do it <laughs> it has one calorie that's too much cannot it's cannot too- do that you can't you can't have quick carbs like that <laughs> yeah no it's that's that's crazy dude i see people talking about that shit i'm like dude you're wild you're out of your mind <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I think that all that is, is really good stuff because when we talk about, you know, getting into it, obviously, if the new year is the reason you get into the gym, God bless. Like, we're, we're not saying that's a bad thing. Um, and everybody has their own journey. Like, uh, Paul was mentioning uh, how he had his body beast stuff and everything and... He mentions a DVD for anybody who uh, is under eighteen. A DVD was a disc that you would put into a <laughs> uh, into a receiver, and it would play a uh, video for you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't streamed off Netflix. Correct. It was a um, laser <laughs> laser scan disc, not quite VHS. If you know what that is, it's oh, after God. VHS. <laughs> yeah, my my eight track uh, <laughs> recording of of my workout. You had to even, you had, I think you actually had to, I think because of how long it was, there was actually multiple discs. So you actually had to change discs oh, yeah. in different, like it had different workouts on each disc. So you have to actually grab the specific disc for it. I, it I, I miss that. That gives me nostalgia. I, I grew up with the uh, Simpsons box set and we were, you know, change the DVDs for whatever it was that we wanted. Remember when you'd flip it? Remember when you'd flip the disc <laughs> and the, like the second half of the movie was on the other side? Yep. <laughs> that was the good old I mean, days. That's like a couple. I mean, I collect vinyl, so I have most vinyl have two sided, two sides to the uh, music. So yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good old days. With the uh, with the new year and like new resolutions and whatnot, I kind of have fallen into a into that um, that like stereotype without trying to. It's completely by accident. It's just the timing of it all. But uh, you know, ever since Paul and I started this podcast, my love for uh, bodybuilding has you know grown exponentially i never really cared much for it prior but you know paul and i talk a lot about it and it's a big part of my gym experience now too and so i'm on the precipice of picking up a coach and beginning my process in that uh ball game and it just so happens that today is you know january 1st and i'm meeting with him tomorrow so january 2nd so it's i i you know we talk about having these new year new me and not roasting them but kind of saying that there's better ways to get into it and here i am on january 2nd picking up a coach with basically new year, the new same year, exact, stuff. 
<laughs> I know. I'm I'm gonna be a brand new person this year. <laughs> 2023 yeah. is gonna be my year. The amount really... of times I've <laughs> the the Instagram posts that say that 2023 about to be it. <laughs> you gotta like you gotta like um get a photo of you shaking his hand and just like flex the fuck out of your arm like you're shaking <laughs> shaking his hand like this because like there's so many photos like that from the Olympia. There's this guy. <laughs> Um, it popped up as like a suggested post on Instagram, and this guy was like, he had like, um, he had, he's like handshaking uh, uh, Big Rami, and I'm like, like Rami's like not doing anything; he's just shaking this guy's hand. Like, it, it's not like a regular handshake; it's more like up, um, yeah, prioritizing the thumb. I don't know what to call that, but um, he was just kind of shaking this guy's hand, whatever. But this dude like angled his elbow out and flexed so fucking hard. I'm like, dude, I can see it. Like, this is so... Uh, people are like, your arm's bigger than Big Rami's. Holy shit. And then come to find out this dude competed in um, 212 Olympia and got 11th. It's like, this dude was just flexing the shit out of his arm and just was closer to the camera so he looked bigger. I just... I hate that shit. I hate dudes who try to, like, outsize others in photos. It's like, stop. Like, I can understand, like, flexing your arm a little bit to make it look a little bit better, but, like, there's dudes who try so hard to, like, out-angle and outsize everybody in photos. It's like, dude, you're just, you just seem like a prick. But, anyways, and you, I just didn't want to mention that. And you look at, at that guy's face, and it's his poop face. He's like... <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah, he's, like, trying to not yell light, lightweight, baby, or something. Like, he's like, hold it in. I'm not gonna say it. I won't say it. And then he's done the photo. There's there's so many I see like that, like with Instagram uh, influencers and stuff. They'll take like, there's one I still remember this day. It fucking drives me nuts. He put his phone up on like the door of his like passenger uh, car door and took a photo. And he's like gripping like 11 o'clock and like four o'clock on the steering wheel. And he's like flexing the fuck out of his arm and his chest and kind of doing like almost like a side chest pose. And like you can see like, because if you have like a developed chest, I don't really know what to call it. It's like a swirl on the side of your chest when you're when you're flexing a certain way. Um, it's usually when your arm is a little bit closer to your chest. You, you kind of see that. Uh, it's, a, it's a connection between your deltoid and your pec. And it, it looks kind of like a spiral. And you can see that spiral. And it's like, sh- dude, that's just not there when you're not flexing. Like that's only there when you actually contract the muscle. I'm like, you look like a fucking idiot. He's like, he's like drenched in like, baby oil or some shit he's like all shiny it's like dude you look like a fucking tool um but yeah i i think that shit's hilarious i just point i uh i don't know why my mind went this way um you know if if you're in the gym as 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 long as paul and i are you get a little cuckoo sometimes so my my train of thoughts go a little all over the place sometimes but uh i just had an idea um so a lot of gyms do promotional events on New Year's or the day, like New Year's Day, like the, the new day, um, mm-hmm. January 1st, like my gym, for example, is doing one today. Um, and that's a good way to get people in the door. And like my gym, uh, if you sign up for a membership today, they waive like all the fees and whatnot, which is a good way to get people in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in going into the gym and having a sign that says uh like guess the quote for a dollar or something and it'll be like the first one be like yeah buddy lightweight (laughs) and if they guess ronnie coleman give him a buck and then like progressively get upwards to like so basically it's an eight hour arm workout rich viana (laughs) just see how many people can like all only newbies see how many people can get the different quotes but uh 
you you see different like sign signs being held and challenges like that around this time of year anyways so yeah, maybe i'll like maybe that. i'll go in and make a video <laughs> yeah could you like uh like an obscure rich piano quote like uh-oh caught me with a cookie this shit don't count <laughs> he's like this is a snack <laughs> and be like who knows who that is my favorite rich piano quote is uh <laughs> do steroids make your ball shrink yeah, but if your balls shrink, it makes your dick look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Rich Piano, man. I he know, was the shit. I, know. <laughs> I didn't get into him until uh, like just about the time he died. Like I got into his content, and like a month later, he died in like in November, and I think I got into his content in like October, and like a month later, he died. I'm like fucking seriously. Like I just got into his content and was like binging it, and then he dies. I'm like, damn it. Well, well I most of us. Most of his content looks like it was filmed on a camera that Ziz was using, so it's like that early two thousands type look. <laughs> Ziz, Ziz is a very interesting conversation because if you're like in your upper twenties, you probably looked up to Ziz. I never got into Ziz. Ziz was before my time. Uh, Ziz, don't go into don't go into the sauna, Ziz. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my coach looked up to Ziz when he was getting into the gym. But Ziz, for those that don't know, you need to look up who Ziz was. He, he kind of like... He, he revolutionized aesthetics. Essentially, yeah. Like, he kind of started the whole, like, gym bro era uh, and really, like, brought that to the forefront, especially when it comes to, like, social media. Because at the time, it was really only, like, YouTube. That's basically it. Um, and, like, Facebook was, like, around. That was pretty much it. And even then, um, he was mainly big on, like, MySpace. Like, that's how long ago this was. And um, if you really don't know who he is, there's a video by, I think it's Sunny V2. I forget who it is on YouTube. They talk about like his rise to fame and then his like consequential death, um, following that. And he died at like 22 years old or something like that. But he like, he was Australian and he became like one of the most like in quotations, aesthetic, uh, personalities out there. And he looked really good. I mean, you know, I would have, I wouldn't want his physique you know, knowing my goals, but I think for the average guy, he was like the ideal look. Like he was before Zach Efron. Like he was before um, you know, fucking Thor. Like he was before everybody. He was the original. So it was really cool to uh to see to look back and see that. But look it up. Check it out. He's uh he's a very interesting personality. He uh he had a character. He's literally a character. People talk about how how like chill and cool he was in person, but then like online in like uh, during meet and greets and stuff, he was like this crazy, like, like, um, hard style listening gym bro that like, was just like a, like a, uh, I mean, like a, like, I don't even know what to call him. Like, like a meathead. Like he played that character. He was he really the very, like that. yeah, he was the very cliched, very stereotypical. Like if you're outside of the gym world looking in, this is what you would imagine someone would yeah, be like. Exactly. Yeah. He played that role really, really well. But when he was um, hanging out with like his people, his brother and his family and his friends, like they, he wasn't actually like that. So he just played this character, which I can respect. But yeah, look into it. He's, he's really an entertaining guy. And um, he kind of like a lot of the like main poses that especially men's physique guys like um, was kind of started for a hit from him. He did the original um, like the original. I don't know how to call it, what to call it, like. It's the a front double. Yeah, Get the Mogdon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that 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 pose, the Mogdon pose. Yeah, he did that originally. Yeah. 
So like that's a tons of people's favorite you know what, pose. You no, know right, right there. That's that's our next uh, New Year New or New Year's resolution um, topic right there. When you when you see all the new people coming into the gym, I want you to go and mog on them. <laughs> mog on them. Just do full stack in like terrible form. Just mog the fuck on them. So so for those who might it might not know what that means, to get mogged on is essentially saying you're bigger than the person that you're flexing on. And so the, the pose is either, I mean, I do it with my left bicep regular double and my right arm up, but essentially one arm is in a uh, front bicep pose and the other arm is projected upwards above your head, almost like you're doing like a... Uh, a baseball home run celebration pointing to like the sky or something and ziz would do like the peace sign i do the the bullhorns on mine but uh essentially you walk up to someone and you just do that pose like in front of them <laughs> and in the gym world that's you displaying your dominance and saying you're bigger than them and yeah, i mean obviously it's 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 a meme like no like if you do this to a fucking, yeah it's it's not like you're gonna get like killed over this but it's uh do this to any new person and if they can tell you what you're doing make them join your group like if a new person says hey i just got logged <laughs> on sir here's my phone number i work out on these days come join me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a good joke i think it's funny getting mocked on they're <laughs> mocking people uh you can do that especially now with new year's resolutionaries fucking <clears throat> mocked on you walk away <laughs> just just drive by mocking <laughs> you got no you got you gotta so at empire where where i'm working out uh the a lot of the the um, like back row and lap pull down is over in the corner tucked away um and just do back row load up the whole thing and sway your entire body back stand up after doing one single one and just mog at anyone in the air <laughs> <laughs> just all momentum just like all the momentum you could possibly build like you like get a running start to do your row <laughs> You like run backwards, grab it, and then momentum, and then stand up and just fucking, <clears throat> and then just walk away <laughs> like you're done your set. That's how you build muscle, bitch. Learn. I, that's not hypertrophy. That's hyperperpy. <laughs> yeah, hyperperpy. Trust me. That's how you do it. It's, it's better than hypertrophy. That's why it's not tr quite hypertrophy or hypertrophy. It's hyperperpy, and it's just next level. <laughs> hypertrophy you have to worry about all that dieting but with hyperperpy big max on the daily baby <laughs> big max and big lifts and big mods on people the three the three bigs <laughs> we got when when we launch our apparel that's got to be one of our shirts <laughs> big max the, big lifts the, and big mods the three big the three bigs <laughs> yeah the three the three b's <laughs> But we could we gotta think of something for like the big lifts instead of big lifts like something BMs like the three three big max big max big mommies and big mogs. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> big milfs, bro. I'm here for the I'm here for the mogs, max, and milfs. I'm here for the <laughs> I'm here for the muscle mommies. <laughs> you, um, you're like a new solution <laughs> and you walk into the gym. Can you put me in the direction of the closest muscle mommy, please? <laughs> <laughs> this is and what i signed was... up for okay so now now obviously it's too late to do it this year because it's you know today is the first day but next year what we got to do is we got to buy like 
you hide our muscles essentially by like an oversized hoodie or something and wear all the like super cliche gym stuff so like the super wide sunglasses uh just come in wearing my belt like and just be clearly bought everything off amazon the day before walk in and just be like (laughs) point me in the direction of that nearest muscle mommy (laughs) you gotta like walk over like invisible less and you're like your arms are like straight out (laughs) yeah Yeah, you gotta walk sideways (laughs) to the door when you clearly don't need to do that (laughs) holding holding your backpack instead of having it strapped on (laughs) yeah it's like it's like partially on your arm you're like i can't fit it the rest of the way (laughs) go sideways through the door (laughs) and you just like you do like some like crazy reveal when you take off your sweatshirt it's just like the most like subpar physique it's like <laughs> you're like i'm a sleeper build you take off like a 4xl sweatshirt and it's just like you just started in the gym <laughs> no you got you got to walk up to the nearest muscle mommy and just look at her and go Dow. <laughs> i know this is the best biceps you've ever seen <laughs> Oh, man. I smoke my stogie when I want to. I like you. <laughs> Who has to follow the rules? <laughs> I feel like we could do an entire episode of just all the gym memes for the brand new people in the in the fitness industry. Like start start today. Like yeah, like fast forward to the uh, half hour moment of today's episode if you want to learn about all the fucking gym memes of the world <laughs> yeah we'll teach you a through z of gym memes and for letter m is mogging and or muscle mommy <laughs> and- hey alpha you need to be an alpha male coming into the gym push over the nearest weight stack just because you can <laughs> hey ain't nothing but a peanut this is from our god ronnie coleman he is our God, Lord and Savior, Coleman himself, who can't walk anymore, but he lifted a peanut twice. <laughs> you know, I actually, uh, I was listening to one of Rogan's episodes, um, and he talks about actually why Coleman is like that. And I, my understanding of it was that he just had, you know, from his massive deadlifts and massive squats, just the compression overload built up on his back, but the real thing that fucked him up was how he got his back repaired and how they tried mm-hmm. to fuse it all together. And I didn't realize yep. that it was just shit recovery. Like yeah, that, that terrifies me a lot. I mean, yeah. granted we know a lot more. I mean, I mean, it was only like 15, 10 years ago when that was the case, but we still know a lot more than we do now or yeah. uh, than we did then. I mean, yeah, it's all exponential. Like the knowledge behind health and everything is exponential, but there's a, there's a documentary on, I think it's Netflix. It's not like Netflix branded, but um, I think it's called the King. Uh, it's about Ronnie Coleman. And it's just a, like an hour and 15, hour and 20, or something like that documentary about like his rise to fame and where he's at now. And um, that's exactly what it was. Like he had his slip disc, I think it was from um, one of his deadlifts. And he said he felt it pop and he kept lifting. But then like he, he, when he was driving home or no, he had to drive when he was driving, he had to take a right to go to work or take a left to go to the hospital, decided to take a left and go to the hospital. And he like slipped a disc or whatever. And then like, through all those surgeries is really what fucked up his back. It wasn't the lifting, but, but then again, you talk to anybody, like you talk to Jay Cutler and he'll talk about how, like, you know, there's, there's risk and reward. And if you want to, you know, in order for Ronnie Coleman to be the best in the world, he had to lift the way that he was lifting and, and take what he was taking. 
Exactly. And he's and eat the way he was eating as well, which is so unhealthy. And he's like, if you like, he's like, at the end of the day, he's like, he was the he's arguably the best of all time, but at what cost? And he's like, it's he's like, it really makes him sad to see Ronnie in the condition that he's in today. Uh, because he can barely walk now. Um he still works out and stuff, but like his legs are fucked. Um because oh, he's walking dad. around with he's walking around with a walker like yeah he's got he's got walkers and walking sticks and stuff now and it's like it's fucking sad but it's like you look at jay cutler who's still like in amazing shape and it's like would you rather go high rep low weight like jay cutler or high weight low rep like ronnie and potentially end up like ronnie you know jay jay cutler's one cycle away from going back on stage <laughs> literally like dude looks phenomenal he, for he his does, age he does look really really like good. his arms are still fucking huge i'm like jesus dude like i'm I, I pray to look like him when i retire from bodybuilding one day like i really hope like i'll never stop training that's always gonna be part of me but like i really hope i can hold on to a physique as well as he does and his but. quads never lost their size no, he, he's always had quad separation. Like, he just looks phenomenal. And what's funny, too, is that he also um, he also buys, like, current apparel, too. Like, it's not like he's stuck, like, from, like, the mid-2000s for apparel. Like, he's wearing, like, modern clothing and shit. You know, like, he's wearing, like... Young L.A. Yeah, like, well, he has his own... I think he has his own brand. No, I know, I, I know, I know. But, like, That's yeah, like, it. same kind of thing. It's, like, he's wearing those, like, shirts that have, like, the long, like... They're like long and they like round out at the bottom or whatever. And he's wearing like short yep. shorts now and like high top shoes and like he's he's got he's up to date with current apparel That's, and stuff. Literally, my 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 gym attire when I'm not wearing a uh, muscle cut. The yeah, long, your fucking shoes are rounded shirt. <clears throat> and the the but like the high support and everything. That's that's yeah. everything. Um, I think <clears throat> that leads us to. Another really, really important part of this New Year resolution talk um, mm-hmm. is that the injury side of things. Because, you know, when you go to a Planet Fitness, it's a little bit different because everything's kind of built for you to not get injured. Like with the amount of different machine, like it's so machine focused. Like when you walk in, that's the first thing you see most it's times safer. or cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, and the free weights are kind of kind of a side piece of what they promote there but if you go to like for example my gym that i go to like empire is a phenomenal gym they have so much free weight and different barred like things you can work with and even their machines are you know they target really good muscle muscle groups and you can get a really really good lift out of it but if you go into that without knowledge and like knowledge you, knowledge uh no. you put yourself at like severe risk for injury because the way the way i view this like empire today for their january 1st promotion it's a open gym which means you come in there's no guest fee there's no uh like Jeez. sign up fees nothing and they also give out free apparel today which is why i'm forcing myself to take a rest day today because i'm not dealing with that yeah um, i would too but the influx of people that are going to be there think of the you know 15 16 year old kid gets his mom or dad to drive him to the gym excited to try you know a big boy gym for the first time and even if they have some knowledge of the gym going into a gym like this is a whole different atmosphere 
And when there's that many people in there and you're Ooh. new to the gym, you don't know how to separate your ego yet. So you're trying to, you know, put on a show for people around you. And Ooh. it can be terrifying because in my mind, like I can just picture some scrawny little kid going over to the squat rack area and empire. The squat rack is in the same area as the deadlifts. And imagine you walk over there and you see a monster deadlifting five, six, seven plates on a side. And you're like, Oh cool. I'm going to put on a show to prove that I'm deserved to be at this gym. And this scrawny little kid goes to, you know, squat four plates, which is a good amount of weight and just, either falls or at the bottom of his rep just blows out his whole lower back. Like that is the, what terrifies me more about today because I obviously want, I don't mind if my gym is packed to the brim with new people that are going to stick it out. I don't mind because then I can start to not going to give unsolicited advice, but I'm going to help out where I can. I'm going to do my part in promoting a, positive gym experience like those have done those that have done it before me but the terrifying thing is the people who go into the gym and don't ask for help don't look around don't like form check like the people that are just there and in a big gym like that can't ego separate yet and start to load extremes amount of weight and injure themselves and so i think that part of our conversation and part of our message really for today is that if you're new into the gym world today, good for you. I'm not discrediting that whatsoever. Like sure. You could have picked a better day or a better like time because you know, the new year resolution thing is kind of a fad, but you're in the gym. I appreciate that you're in the gym. Please ask for help. Look at someone around you. No, I can guarantee you no one like no gym veteran is going to mind if you watch their form or if you ask them for assistance i even do it all the time and i've been in the gym for years now like an example i was doing uh i don't really know how to it's it's a dumbbell back row uh but you're uh lying on a um incline like yeah you just i don't know what the name of that exercise is incline rows yeah yeah, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, like I always overcomplicate it. So, I'm thinking it's got to be called like Excelsior or something like that. No, 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 no. Very few, very few movements are like that. <laughs> um, and I'm doing that. And uh, a guy that's, you know, clearly been in the gym a lot longer than me gave me a little bit of advice to help deepen my, uh, my sets and like to really promote my range of motion some more. And if I was not able to separate ego like I do now, I would have looked at that guy and said, fuck you. Like, and that's not what you should be doing when you're new in the gym. You should be eating up everything that's around you. Obviously, make sure it's a person who's established. Like, don't be looking at other new people because that's how, you know, shit form gets involved. But really start to take a look at the people around you and ask because, Paul Paul's mentioned it all the time before. He loves it when people talk, like ask him for shit. And I'm the same way. Like it's if you come up to me and you want to know something, especially if you know like 
if you recognize Paul and I from the podcast, like, of course, come ask us something. Like, we ask you guys to do that. And that's something that a lot of new people don't know how to do. And unfortunately, the only way to get them to understand that is to give unsolicited advice. And that can come off as, you know, kind of dickish sometimes. So I think that's a really important thing to kind of promote is that, hey, asking for help is okay especially when it comes to spots and whatnot if you don't want to ask for form or for range of motion or anything like that to each their own but at least ask for a spot when you know that you're going heavy so i think that's a good thing to think about when we you know talk about these new people coming into the gym i don't know if you share the same uh influx of people at the gym that you go to so um i'm curious what your side of things are for that particular realm yeah, I mean, from from what I can remember, it wasn't because I, I go entirely to Golds now. Last New Year's, I was also going to a second gym called Elite, and from what I can remember, neither gym was like too crazy. I mean, there might have been a few more people, but especially like Golds, it's it's a relatively decently sized gym, so there's oftentimes, especially during like rush hour times, there's going to be a lot of people, um, but not always will I ever have to wait for a machine. Some days like Mondays are pretty fucking rough and that's pretty, that's pretty much every Monday. So doing a day like arm day on Mondays is pretty good because you just got dumbbells and like, as long as one section of the cable is open, I'm pretty much good to go for arms. Um, but it's, it's from what I've seen, it's not too, too bad. Uh, you know, it's kind of gotten not as it, like I said, it, it depends on the gym you go to, I think. And I think that, you know, the golds I go to, it's very pretty. Um, just like any golds is, most golds are very pretty. There's a couple golds I've been to that aren't that pretty. Um, but most golds are pretty, like, very pretty and very clean and, you know, try to appeal to everybody. But the, the golds I go to kind of has, like, quite a few pros and quite a few bigger guys. And the equipment's pretty legit. It's all arsenal. Uh, so it's pretty legit equipment. So it's not quite as, like super beginner enticing but what's good is that when there are beginners um the front desk staff and the manager really promotes the personal training because you don't need to necessarily stick with the personal trainers for super long but like if you do like one session with them and just kind of let them know like look this is what i want to do this is kind of what i'm looking for they'll kind of go through the main you know movements with you the key exercises to kind of teach you proper form and then if you want to continue with it, that's up to you. So like, I kind of like that aspect because at least that way they're, they're, they don't need to go up to anybody to ask for advice. And there's already kind of proper guidance with them as they're lifting. Um, so when it comes to asking for advice, don't wait for someone to give you advice because anybody who's experienced in the gym is not going to give unsolicited advice. There's only one time in my experience that I, from what I can remember, I've ever given unsolicited advice. And that was because the gym I was at the guy's bench was like four, five inches off on one side. And I'm like, if this dude like doesn't straighten out his shoulders, he's going to fuck himself up. Like he's going to like rip a tendon or something. So, and I actually got backlash from that. I went up to him and I was like, look, you know, I got a bad left shoulder. So I know what it's like to have uneven bench. I'm just letting you know, because nobody was spotting you. Nobody was near you that it was a little bit off. I'm just letting you know. So that, you know, at least going forward, is something to look out for. And he looked me straight in the eyes. He's like, I know more than you. And I'm like, 
I want to fucking hit you, bro. Like, I'm trying to be a nice guy, and I want to fucking hit you. And uh, that's when I kind of got out of the powerlifting gym world. Like, not that I was in a powerlifting gym, but it was half bodybuilder, half powerlifter. And that's when I realized how fucking toxic they are. Because anytime I've talked to them, they just act like they know everything. But anyways, that's besides the point. But that's the only time I've ever given, un- given unsolicited advice. Um, that's just because... Um, he was lifting like he was lifting benching like three or four plates or something like that. I forget how much it was, and it was just he was gonna hurt himself. Um, but we're not gonna give you unsolicited advice, so just go up to anybody who looks experienced and just ask them. And the more experienced they are in the gym, the nicer they are. So ask the biggest dude there. Um, was hundred percent. Like the biggest guys I've ever met in my life are the best guys I've ever met in my life. Um. And the most inexperienced people are always the biggest assholes. Um, and that's kind of why I think that men's physique also gets a bad rap. What you've talked about is that they're not, they haven't been in the, technically speaking, a lot of the men's physique competitors haven't been in the gym as long as men's open or classic competitors. Um, and the industry itself kind of calls for like, like men's physique competitors. A lot of them are kind of assholes. Aaron Banks is kind of one of those guys who's like not a good representative of the industry and like of the division but he's so try not to ask somebody who looks like i'm trying to try to put this in a way without judging anybody like just just go up to someone who looks thoroughly experienced um don't go up to someone who you could be like okay if you stop lifting his muscle would go away like go up to someone who's like got dense as fuck muscle and like, if you poked his chest, it's rock hard. Like, go up to that kind of guy, um, and I bet you they're the nicest guys ever. Uh, one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the gym uh, actually had to size up from classic to men's open because he's too big for classic. And it's like he's the nicest guy ever. You talk to him, he instantly gets a smile on his face. Like he's just such a nice guy. Um, so, uh, you know, ask, don't be afraid to ask people for help. Uh, but also at the same time, remember that when you're new to the gym, you're not going to feel it in the muscles that you that you think you're going to feel it in. You haven't built that mind-muscle connection yet. So if you're squatting or something like that, just know that squatting is one of the hardest mu- movements to learn. It's extremely hard to get down. It's extremely hard to feel it in the muscle groups that you're targeting. So if you don't feel it in the same spot, doesn't mean you're doing necessarily anything wrong. You just haven't built the mind-muscle connection yet. So don't like, if you're squatting, don't be like, oh, I'm not feeling my glutes. Let me adjust how I'm squatting. You could be adjusting what you're doing correctly and all of a sudden doing it wrong and hurting a joint or something like that. Uh, So just remember that it's going to take some time to really start feeling things in the areas that you want to feel it in. If you're doing, you know, lat pull downs or something, you might not feel it in your back. Your back is one of the hardest muscles to build the mind-muscle connection. You're probably going to feel it in your shoulders and your biceps at first. And maybe your traps, uh, which is basically your neck. You might feel it in your neck and your shoulders and your biceps at first. And that's normal. It's okay. Uh, just keep going. And eventually you'll start, it'll start to click. Everything will start to click. And you'll, you know, if you stick to it long enough, you can really start to refine everything that you're doing. And that's when you start getting experienced. Um, you know, I'm, you know, when I train with people, who are experienced, uh, I throw curveballs at the way they train and it clicks for them. You know, I had a training partner, we're doing lap pull downs, na- narrow grip pull downs. So not quite lap pull downs, but narrow grip pull downs on the cable machine. 
And I said, scoot your fingers to the, to the closer side of the narrow grip for you. So like when you're looking at the narrow grip, it's parallel, two short parallel bars. So he, clo- he pulled it closest to his face. And I said, now pull from your first and middle finger on each side and put your thumb on the outside of the grip. And he's like, why? And I'm like, trust me, it's going to hit a completely different part of your back. And he does it. And he's like, holy shit, you're not kidding. I'm like, yeah, that's how you should be doing narrow grip pull downs. Not pulling it from the middle with your middle fingers, like your ring finger and middle finger. You should be pulling it from your first and, and middle finger. Um, so stuff like that is something that you're going to get with experience. Uh, and, you know, hitting the different heads of your biceps, hitting the different heads of your triceps, quads, glutes, hamstrings, everything. Um you know, it's going to come with time. And if there's anything I can really tell people in the beginning to understand, this is going to sound weird, but physics, understand the basics of physics. Because if you don't understand how fucking gravity works, you're not going to understand how to lift things. And there's equipment out there that utilizes gravity in different ways. You know, we used it, Christoph, me and you used it at Fitness Factory. It utilizes uh, gravity in different ways. So when you're at the top of the rep, it's going to be pulling down harder than when you're at the bottom of the rep for that machine. Um, that's prime fitness, which used to be stride. So if you understand how gravity works and how these machines alter the way that gravity works and how you're pressing the movement or moving the move, the actual weight, um, then you, you'll begin to understand how the body works. Uh, so really understand that. I think that's a huge, really good foundational item to learn, uh, like cable machines, like there's different kinds of cable machines, believe it or not. There's single pulley systems, there's double pulley, there's fucking quad pulley systems. And the way that the gravity works on those is completely different. So, you know, some are going to be more like single pulley systems are entirely relying on the weight of the actual like uh, metal plates and the cables and gravity. While others like quad pulley systems require usually more resistance. So the rep itself is going to be way less weight, but going to feel way heavier because it's all about resistance. The cable is moving. You're moving the cable a lot, but the cable is barely moving. So it's going to be a lot more resistance than, you know, when you're moving the weight based off gravity. So just understand physics as well on top of asking people for advice is huge. You know, watch YouTube videos, watch plenty of uh, forum videos and stuff like that. Uh, Someone I recommend to a lot of people uh, when it comes to learning forum is Johnny Shreve. Um, I think it's J-O-H-N-N-I. Um, is his first name, Johnny Shreve. He has phenomenal content and he has a lot of content talking, you know, kind of dissecting different ways of, um, different ways of, of lifting and proper form and stuff. And he, he even like dissects, uh, uh, influencers training videos and like do's and don'ts of how they're training. Like he'd pull apart like Tristan Lee and, um, he'd, he'd talk about C-bums chest day and, and you know, he'd, he'd pull apart these, like even Charles Glass, like he talks about these different influencers, uh, lifting videos and what you shouldn't be doing, what you should be doing. And I think that he's a really good foundational YouTuber to watch for proper form. And then for anybody who is intermediate to advanced, I recommend Charles Glass. Charles Glass is next level when it comes to like really targeting specific fibers in, in different muscles and different heads. Um, so start with Johnny Shreve, then you'll probably end up just watching whoever you want to watch as far as influencers goes. I don't, I say take their training with a grain of salt, but watch Johnny Shreve perform. And then after that, once you're really experienced, watch um, Charles Glass. Um, but in between there, there's something I was going to mention. Um, do not, I recommend against Athlean X. 
I'm not a fan of Athlete X. Um, I, he contradicts himself all the time and he's kind of run out of content. So don't watch Athlete X because you're not going to actually get any quality information from him. Um, so watch Johnny Shreve and then Charles Glass. But yeah, something else to consider too is who you're watching and performing all of that. I think to your point that you made um, about the guy that you approached um, about his uh, shoulder when he was benching and how, you know, how it was uneven and whatnot and essentially unsolicited advice. Um, I will only give it when it's uh, when I notice that a person is at risk of injury. So the prime example that I, I mean, I, I probably at least once every other week say something on these lines um, when people are deadlifting. Uh, getting that back curve like nice and flat and like getting it to the proper like little bit of an indent curve so then you can get the proper kind of uh, form on a deadlift instead of that backwards bent curve that's where I kind of give more unsolicited advice because that deadlifts especially you're at risk of such bad injury if you fuck it up because I mean you can target your lower back but the rule of thumb is that if you feel your lower back on anything other than a deadlift, you're probably doing the exercise wrong. And so same thing with squats. Like if I see someone go down into a squat and maybe not their back, but if their if their knees start to pinch inwards, uh, any kind of things like that, those are areas that I'm going to stop and just, you know, bite the bullet and say, all right, you got to, we got to have a conversation about this because that's where you're at risk for injury. And if you're doing something, if you like, if you have that kind of like outwards bend on your back for deadlifts, or if you have that kind of pinched inwards uh, on your squats with your knees, you're probably doing too much weight for what you're trying to accomplish. Like, so in that situation, I'm going to stop you and say, like, we got to have a little convo about this. And that doesn't always go over well. Um, so that's the risk that us veterans run when we give this kind of advice to people. Um, so it is kind of a delicate kind of line to be walking across because we want to help everyone. Like our, our Ooh. ultimate goal from Paul and I running this podcast or just anybody who's like advanced in the gym, ultimate goal is to get everyone healthy and you know in a good fitness lifestyle and if you want to take it a step further you can and that's the ultimate goal so when we give this kind of advice the the proper way to do it is well-intentioned and where it starts to get a little negative is people who don't give off a good vibe and then try and give that kind of advice like the way that I approach that conversation, uh, let's take the deadlift, for example, and I see someone doing that curve back. I'm not going to walk over there to like right next to them, start deadlifting and like intentionally like perfect my form next to them. Like that's a real dick way of handling it. You, you got to walk over and really kindly introduce yourself and explain what you're trying to accomplish and like what you're actually critiquing and give actual backing to it because a new person can be very easily intimidated in the gym because of that, not being able to separate the ego that I mentioned earlier. So if you approach them in a way that 
is undermining them. It's not going to accomplish what you're going to what or what you're trying to do. So I think that's uh, a really good thing to focus on. Um, and you brought up uh, YouTubers uh, to watch. I I recommend TikTok, like certain TikTokers. Not all of them because you know the mainstream fucking TikTok boy is making gym uh videos and those are all cringy as shit but like people like uh noel noel diesel like that is probably i recommend him more than any other person i know just because he promotes such a positive gym environment he backs everything with science like and he's just a really smart dude and if you look at his frame you can't you can't say it's not working for him because he's he's enormous so he is so i think that finding like you said a good couple people to kind of have in your you know your for you or your kind of youtube rotation for watching stuff is really important um so and that that can be a tough thing to promote as well because i you can't really just walk up to a, a new person in the gym and say hey did you watch this latest video from this guy like that that, yeah. that that's a little bit of a weird way to approach it so um if you are listening and you're trying to figure out a way to uh um help promote positivity the way that i do it and empire makes this really easy is that uh i use instagram because Empire has a Instagram account and they'll repost people who, you know, tag them in pictures and whatnot. And <laughs> I don't even want to look at Empire's Instagram today because it's going to be chock full of people posting stuff yeah. because of the, the, the January influx. But when, I, when I'm trying to find someone, I, it's very easy for me to find them if they post something to the Empire page because then they get reposted and then I can just add them and then you know, start a conversation there. Um, a lot of people are a lot, especially in, you know, today's society are way more comfortable talking online than they are in person, just because social media and today's technological world has made people like super anxiety based and they trust themselves more behind a screen than in person. So finding them on Instagram, having a little conversation and then just kind of progressively sending them material that's kind of how I handle that. Um, and it's also a great way to, you know, make friends and build a gym community, which is ultimately another thing that you should be wanting to focus on. Because for me personally, when I'm alone in the gym, I, my mind goes to just all over different places and my I'm not as focused. Whereas when there's people around me and I properly take the ego out of my lift, I'm very focused because everyone else is doing their thing and I can see other people working on their craft. So just a lot of things to think about while we continue this conversation with, you know, new year, new me. Yeah. I think it's funny that you mentioned the Instagram. Cause like the, the thing that I see the most when it comes to, uh, people tagging gyms and stuff like that in Instagram posts is usually it's the newer people that end up like tagging yep. gyms and posting their story and stuff. And I think that's kind of like humorous because I used to do the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. When I shortly yeah. after I started with my coach, um, especially when I started my first cycle, it was like I was posting like daily my my posing uh, photos and stuff. And it's like I look back and I'm like mm, my posing is kind of fucking whack. And it's I'm constantly learning and constantly changing 
So, you know, what I made, like literally last, like a couple weeks ago, within the past couple weeks, like I sent you the photo stuff, my, my side chest pose is completely different now than it was like three weeks ago because it just clicked for me and I pose in a different way. I'm like, okay, this looks a lot better. So you're constantly morphing and changing and stuff. And it's kind of like a little cringe to look back at like old content and like, you're like, oh God, what the fuck was I talking about? Like I have so many archived Instagram posts because I had no fucking idea like what I was talking about. Talking about like Mm. dedication and motivation and shit. It's like, bro, you like, you like, you had no idea like looking back at my old post, I'm like, you have no idea what dedication was. And like, you have no idea like what actual like taking bodybuilding seriously was. Like you have no I idea. I have a feeling I'm going to have a very similar experience in a year from oh, now. Oh, easily. Like just starting with this new co- new coach, like I just know like the you're going to like with the proper guidance of food and all of that, even just like food and training, like you're going to be taken to the next level. Um, cause your natural genetics are solid. So you're going to be taken to the next level with it. And I'm excited to see that. Uh, um, sir, my, my natural genetics are God. I'm swole Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, no. Um, yes, uh, that's, it's that's definitely way better than mine. I can tell you that. Um, my natural genetics are shit. And that's, I think part of the reason why I'm having trouble right now, making any progress because I'm on TRT and it's just fucking hard. I respond really well to anabolics, but um, you're, you're yeah, alleg- you're allegedly on that. <laughs> allegedly, yeah. You're when I when I say when I say I'm on stuff, it's it's we're, I'm talking in jest. I'm talking hypotheticals. We're talking it, in candy. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking. Yeah, exactly. When I say anabolic, I'm on that Swedish fish, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the the candy cigarettes back in the day. It's like that's. What do you, like, what do you mean back in the day? You, you, you are they still yesterday. Brown? Yeah, bro. <laughs> oh shit! I, I don't see them anywhere. So I know, I know they're like kind of like in specialty candy stores, but I never see them anymore. Um, they used to be very popular. A, you can get them at Dollar Tree, if I'm being honest. I haven't been in Dollar Tree forever, so I have no idea. And down here we have what's called Dollar General. It's uh, we have Dollar General is mostly where people shop for dollar stuff down here. So a little different down here than Dollar Tree <laughs> up north. Dollar Dollar Tree doesn't exist down here uh, in the south. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's, I think it's exciting to see like where you're going to go with the coach and because that's really when you start making progress. Like, uh, cause he has, I know he has tons of years of experience and, uh, the one thing that like you talk to any, like the, the funny thing to me, here's a funny thing that I've learned is that your certification or degree when it comes to sports nutrition or, or fitness or anything like that literally doesn't mean shit. The most knowledgeable people, knowledgeable people I know when it comes to fitness and food and all of that, when it comes to bodybuilding have no degree, have no certification in it. I feel I could run circles around most personal trainers and I'm not personal trainer certified. And it's just because, I yeah, I, I got, I got offered a personal training job. And I have a degree in English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, you know, I could definitely personal train people. I could totally be a personal trainer. Um, but I don't have the certification as of yet. I might get it someday just to have it. But um, it's it's not something that you need to take too seriously. And I think that year, like experience really is the true foundation for knowledge. And you talk to anybody who has a degree in anything and works in that field. 
I bet you stuff that you learned way more being a teacher than you did learning how to be a teacher. Absolutely. Uh, and that goes with anything. You know, I learned way more about marketing and sales working in the marketing industry like I do right now than I did learning it in school. And I kind of knew that going through school that I'm like, none of this is really going to be relevant um, to whatever job I have, because at the end of the day, the experience is what matters. And that's why so many jobs and stuff like that ask for experience is because the experience is what really teaches you. Your degree kind of matters. Uh, I mean, I mean, you'd, you'd have to probably have your degree to get hired as an English teacher. But when you when it comes to making more money or going to something more prestigious or, or working a better job, you need that experience to get there. Uh, and that's Basically. what bodybuilding is like. <laughs> baseline uh, position required 10 years experience yeah what? mcdonald's fire <laughs> we require experience uh, bro i'm 14 like i'm barely able to legally work <laughs> I, I, I used to always see those when i would apply for jobs like the experience like it's it, it, it would always say experience required but then if you were charismatic enough you could talk your way through it like, oh oh absolutely the, the amount of jobs i've gotten just from you know being personable it's yeah. unreal yeah, if you show the confidence, that that's pretty much it right there. I mean, I like I've been told in the past, like my previous position was like, you're I was told you're not gonna be able to make the jump that you want to make financially. And I'm like, fucking watch me. And the job that I have now is actually like almost double the jump that I wanted to make. So, you know, granted it's that's sales, like, so commission's a different ballgame, but you know, it's the potential's there. That's like the um the motivational uh, Andrew Tate. Um, it's just an audio clip of him talking about <clears throat> back when he first was getting into kickboxing, and uh, he was at—I don't know where he met this gal, but you know, some kind of model. And she was like, "I'm—I don't want to be with you. You're too skinny, or something like that." And yeah. the audio clip is just "fuck you, watch." And then yeah. obviously he's you know a prime example of personal fitness and like yeah, he's have your, have your opinions well regardless of, of his kickboxing and, and boxing career i just mean yeah. and also take your like not you personally paul i mean like listener take your opinion of tate out of it because obviously there's just a severe like yes or no when it comes to him um but just look at his physical frame that is quite honestly with his height probably what every person should because you can achieve what he looks like naturally absolutely mm -hmm. yeah and i think that that's kind of the the good example of what people should be looking up to because i obviously paul and i are <laughs> a little unhealthy we're looking up to like you know sebum and the, the and and like big rami and like just the biggest fuckers in the world like competing on an olympia stage taking shit, you know, <laughs> exactly taking stuff that makes a cow like breed better <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and you know that's kind of the unhealthy side so for someone new in the gym you should look up to you know okay you should look up physically to guys like you know tate um trying to think of i mean if you want to actually most ufc guys most ufc guys are really really good people to kind of model yourself after because those are lean athletes those are guys i don't You're, know I, I i see physical combat as a yeah. good thing to base off of because this is because they all get tested like they're they have to be clean for what they're doing and i think that 
it's a pretty good way to build realistic expectations. Yeah. So the thing with UFC is that uh, there are guys who absolutely take anabolics. Uh, when I say anabolics, I'm mainly talking about testosterone uh, because, you know, it might be tested, but you can easily manipulate your testosterone to a natural level. No problem. You go from like, it all, it all depends on what's called the half-life of whatever you're taking. So if you're taking what's called a long ester, uh, so testosterone inanthate is a long ester, so it stays in your system a lot longer. But if you're taking something like test prop propionate, uh, it's a short ester. So you can, if you're taking test prop, you could probably get from like anabolic level tests to like natural level test within probably a couple of weeks. Test inanthate, like for me, it would probably take like a few weeks, maybe three or four, maybe even longer, depending on the person to get to a natural level, but you can absolutely drop it. So take that with a grain of salt because there are absolutely UFC, plenty of UFC fighters that are natural, but there's also plenty that are on stuff. And one of the key people that I say is on stuff is Conor McGregor. I think in his prime, he was absolutely on test. Um, oh, I, I thought you meant current because that's been a uh, no. big topic of debate in current stuff. But I mean, he might be on TRT, but... No, he, right right now, they there, so there's a loophole in the UFC contract uh, where when you recover from an injury and right. you, so you, you're, there's a loophole for a six-month untested period, and he's he found that loophole, and uh, right now, he is enormous... Okay, I did remember seeing something about that. I think Rogan was talking about that. But there was yeah. there was a period, too, where he blew up as well in size because he was really skinny and small at one point, and then he got huge. And I think that testosterone alone can kind of do that to you. But, yeah, I did see something about that because part of – in a lot of the times when you're older, part of injury recovery is hormone balancing. And if you're injured and you're not – exercising or doing anything like that and your testosterone is going to plummet so that's when they kind of like they're like oh it's untested so that you can like run trt essentially like just just enough to like be normal essentially that's i think that's kind of the backing behind it but you can absolutely take as much shit as you want if you're in quotations like recovering from an injury um so you know take it with a grain of salt Uh, and that goes for anybody who's influencers and um when you're looking up to influencers like that or like when i say influencers anybody who may sway someone in a certain direction based off of what they say. Um, even though Conor McGregor isn't necessarily a fitness influencer, he can be influenced. He can influence people because of his opinion. Um, I mean, the dude owns a fucking Lamborghini boat. Like, how is he not influential? Um, so when you look at influence, influencers, especially if you're in the industry, we, our first ever episode was talking about this, is that angles, lighting, and everything is going to alter everything entirely. So I think that when you want to look up to someone, there's going to be two degrees. You got to look up to someone who can back up their look. And then you got to look up to someone who is, I think, local. I think that if you look up to someone locally, who's better than you at whatever you're doing, I think that's a good uh, way to stay motivated. But then if you look up to someone who can back up what they look like, um, that's another good, you know, example of that. I think like someone who's a celebrity, who's good to look up to, I think could be like Mark Wahlberg. I think that, um, his physique has held pretty well over the years and he's on the older side now, not that he's old, but to have the physique he has at his age is really impressive. And he's put in the work to, to have the physique he has, you know, I'm sure that especially for different roles, like uh pain and gain, he was definitely on like maybe D ball or Decker or something like that to put on some size. 
prior to the actual role. Um, but he's someone that can back up his look, not just from photos and stuff like that. When you actually see him in movies and stuff, he actually has that look. Um, so stuff like that is what you should be looking up to. Not like someone who only posts on TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. And he doesn't like back it up with anything other than that. Or like he, they might have videos like Alex Eubanks is a good example. I use him as an example of someone like who puts out wholesome content. Like he doesn't mean anything maliciously, but like his look is very manipulated. Uh, and when you see him in person, he does not look the way that he looks in social media, uh, which we talked about before plenty. Um, but that's a good example of that. Uh, someone to look up to, to not look up to based off their look, but maybe just their content. Because um, he has sometimes, like, I don't really watch it, but I've seen clips and it's kind of, kind of entertaining. I mean, he was like asking his girlfriend how often she goes, she went to the club before him or some shit. It's like the only thing I can remember from seeing it from him. But hmm. um, it was like, you know, he, he might have some entertaining content, but just as far as a physique goes, just be careful who you look up to. Um, you know, there's, there's dudes that I know off the top of my head. We talked about him before at this podcast session uh, stuff is that, you know, there's dudes on Instagram that that don't have a good Instagram physique or don't post good photos or videos, but then in person, they're fucking enormous and look crazy. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely guys that you'll see in person that definitely deserve more attention than they're getting on social media. Uh, social media is not a good tell of whether or not somebody has the knowledge or experience or physique to really back up what they're talking about. Um, you know, another person to look, to look up to in the sense that he knows what he's talking about is also Joe Aesthetics. Um, I'm not a big, the biggest fan of his content or his look. Uh, I would personally, I would never want his look. Uh, is it's it, just, is it his accent? No, 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 no. His accent. I don't care about <laughs> that, but um, it's his like just lean year round and just his overall frame. I'm not the biggest fan of um, if he were to, comp- I think he did do a competition recently. Um, I'm not sure what he placed, but wasn't it second? Did you say second or something? Uh, we had discussed and you looked it up and they were saying that he got second. Okay. Yeah. So I know that, you know, someone like Joe Aesthetics might not compete really well. Same with Noel Diesel. Uh, they probably wouldn't really compete well on stage because uh, stage competitors are a different industry and different world than uh, social media influencers. Um, but Joe Aesthetics uh, training tips are more directed towards like intermediate trainers or people who are training who are on the intermediate level. And I think that he has really good content for that. It's really fast, really snappy. You have to know what you're talking about to listen to what he's saying. Um, but he has really good content there. Um, you know, I watched a video recently. It was on, it was a YouTube short and it was talking about the different heads of bicep, like how to hit the different heads and how to like use a cable machine to, to put more torque on your biceps. And he was using a rope as an example because the rope, can kind of, when you're doing cable curls with a rope, you can target um, essentially three different heads. You can target the side of your arm. I always forget the freaking head. It connects your forearm to your bicep, essentially. It's the side, um, what you target with hammer curls, basically. Um, It targets that, it targets your biceps and your forearms. Uh, So using the rope, he was talking about how you can use the leverage of the weight in different ways to target different muscles in your arms. So stuff like that, I think is kind of on the intermediate level. Um, and I think that he's a really good, really good point of uh, content for that. And his charisma is through the fucking roof. Like he's just really like cool dude to watch talk and interact with people. 
Um, and also, he's just a lean as fuck. Like, I'm jealous of how lean he is. But at the same time, he also has to, like, literally, like, he's actually in fucking hell. Like, being that lean year-round. Tristan Lee was like that. It's just, to stay that lean year-round is actual fucking torture. Uh, and I have no interest in it. Uh, props to him for doing it, but do not look up to someone who's leaning around. Um, obviously, you'll see influencers who post like um, stage photos and like prep photos like year round because uh, they'll get tons of content over the span of like four weeks and they just kind of post that year round. But Joe Aesthetics is truly lean year round and it's just fucking so bad for you and uh, just so torturous on your body because he has to stick to such a strict meal plan year round. He can never stray from it. Um, refeeds are not in his life, um, but it's the image that he has to portray. So don't look up to someone like that. You don't want to be year, lean year round. Um, you know, someone like Sebum is a good person to talk to about or to like look up to about that because he is fluffy in the off season, still kind of has abs, which is cool. So he's relatively lean, but um, then he gets lean for his shows. And most of the year, you're going to like when you're bodybuilding, you're going to look like Sebum. You're going to be kind of fluffy and you're going to, you might have some abs definition, but. Uh, you're not going to be super, super lean like Joe Aesthetics or Tristan Lee. I mean, Tristan Lee's done finally with being lean. and can't stand Tristan Lee's look or content. I can't stand him. But uh, that's just my opinion. But uh, Joe Aesthetics is a good one to, to look up to um, as far as, like, his content goes. So listen to him if you're at kind of intermediate. Johnny Shreve if you're beginner to intermediate. And then Charles Glass if you're advanced. Uh, anybody I point to Charles Glass that is advanced, they really like his content. So, um I think that that's a good transition as well. Noel Diesel is, um, he does some training videos, uh, like you're mentioning stuff, but he also talks about like, uh, um, how to act in the gym. Um, oh, Joey Swole is another good person to watch too. When yep. you're, when you're new in the gym to learn gym etiquette, boom. Okay. Here's the rest of the fucking session, gym etiquette, right? So completely forgot to mention this. So for anybody who's new in the gym, especially with the nearest resolution, if you're listening still, gym etiquette is huge. Uh, it's not something you're going to notice right away, but there are tons of unspoken rules when it comes to being in the gym. Um, I don't think we've ever really talked about it stuff. Um, but I mean, honestly, just like you and me personally, I don't think we've ever really talked about it, but there is plenty of gym etiquette rules. Um, when you are in the gym, uh, that people don't talk about, uh, it's just, it's just like any other community. There's an etiquette, there's an etiquette that you should follow. There's a, there's a way you should act. And it's kind of expected when you're new, there's a little bit of leniency. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be too particular in someone who's new. Uh, you know, they're not, they don't learn, they don't know the gym etiquette yet. And I, you know, I was new at some point, everybody was new at some point and everybody didn't know the gym etiquette at some point. So we're not going to be too judgy, but if there's anything that I could definitely teach you when it comes to getting to the gym right off the bat is just proper gym etiquette. Uh, you know, good examples of that is, asking if someone's using something even if you know they're not like you know if somebody's using a machine next to the machine be like hey is anybody using this 99 percent of the time they're going to say no but and it's a good thing to the, ask. the way the way you do that too if you're nervous about talking <laughs> you don't have to what you do is you walk up to something and let's say someone let, <laughs> i do this all the time there's the row back row and lat pull down in the same section. And someone could be doing a lat pull down. I'll walk up to the row, make eye contact with the person, just point at them or point at the back row and do a thumbs up. And if they go like, if they shake their head or they give me like a thumbs up or something, that means I'm good to go. 
but if they give you like a if they tap themselves or something like that that means they're using it so that is a good way good thing to learn when you're i mean paul brought up you know the gym etiquette and that is one big one asking is huge Mm -hmm. because there's nothing worse than trying doing like a superset and trying to get to that other thing when someone's you know someone swoops in when you're doing your like I'll superset my my back rows and my lats pull down all the time just because they're right next to each other. And there's nothing worse than doing that and something swooping in and then you're like, well, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, to add on to that too, if you're new in the gym and whatever program you're following or whatever you saw you're following has a superset and the superset is two pieces of equipment across the gym, don't do that shit. There's someone who's doing that the other day and it was driving me fucking nuts because it's... Like, I'm not going to say anything, but, like, it was making me upset because this dude would put his shit on the machine and then go all the way across the gym to go do something else. And it's, like, your tape, like, the amount of time he was gone from the machine to go do something else and come back, I could have done, like, two sets on that machine. So if you're going to do a superset, make sure you plan it out properly uh, and keep those movements pretty close together. So if you're going to do, like, like, for me – today's chest so uh let's say i do i mean i don't really do supersets on chest but let's say i do want to do a super chest super set i might do like uh dumbbell press no not really what? here okay so like arms i'll use it arms as an example okay um so arms i do supersets i do plenty of supersets so i'll do like uh let's say tricep push downs with a rope on uh triceps not that's what i'm doing right now but let's say i'm doing that then i'll go superset with dumbbell curls right but when I'm the, – the cable machine is essentially right behind the dumbbells in my gym. So I put my sweatshirt, my water bottle, my phone basically at the cable section that I'm using, like the one you know, cable machine that I'm using. I'll go do the dumbbells, put them back, and then come back to the cable machine and stand there when I'm resting. So that's how you want to superset because anybody can use the dumbbells. Like I don't need to be holding on to the dumbbells because I'm going to go up in weight actually for the X set. So I don't need to hog those. With the cable machine, like there's only so many cable machines in the gym. So, you know, if you're going to be supersetting, prioritize one machine. Uh, if you're going to be, you know, doing something like, like you said, stuff, rows and lap pull downs, put your water bottle or something on the, the rows and then like your sweatshirt on the pull downs or something. Uh, you know, somebody might get frustrated that they want to use one when you're using both, but that's just, that's just the gym etiquette. You're, you're supersetting, you're going to do it quick. And another thing you can ask too. Here's another thing is that if somebody is supersetting, ask if you can work in with them. Uh, most guys who are in the gym probably won't care. Like if somebody asked me to work in with like that same superset, if I was doing rows and then lap pull downs, and somebody said, hey, can I do lap pull downs in between your sets? Absolutely, because I'm not fucking using it when I'm doing rows. So absolutely work in. Not a problem. As long as you – basically what you do is you adjust it for your weight. So if I do lap pull downs for let's say 140 and he's doing it for 80 or something, right, I'll do – I'll set it from 80 to 140 and then he sets it from 140 to 80. So you just set it to whatever weight you need because I can't tell what he needs, but I know what I need. So that's another thing to learn too, is you can also ask uh, to work in with people too. And don't be I afraid. Like to, uh, I like to work in uh, my uh, my sets on the uh, Stairmaster. I like to walk up to someone <laughs> and say, uh, hey, can I uh, work in with you? Uh, I'll work on the bottom two steps. You work on the top two. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we share a step. <laughs> <laughs> I hop. I hop in this stuff. Can't screw this bitch. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I was gonna make a I was gonna make a point off that, but uh, I think it's slipping my mind. Um, this next one is kind of oh oh I was gonna share an, an um, anecdote. Uh, there used to be a guy when I was in my PF days, and uh, at PF there's limited Smith machines, and the Smith machine is essentially everything you like because there's no squat racks there's no deadlift areas there's no true bench press you just have smith machines so they're highly sought after for that very purpose um and there there would be this guy who would um his cardio would be walking around the gym not like on a treadmill or something he would just walk the gym (laughs) and he would put like his drink and his stuff down on a, a smith and there is only three at the at the PF in Lemonster, so that's a third of all of the Smith machines. Put his stuff down, do one or two sets of a bench press, walk. Then I'd see him over at the uh, doing lap pull downs or something in an entirely different section. Uh, the machines would be in the back wall, so you'd have to walk like a good fifty feet or so to get there. And I'd see him over there, and then he'd loop back, do another set of chest press, and. Those are the people. And the worst part was he was like probably in his 50s or 60s. So the fact that he didn't learn gym etiquette by then really fucking made me upset. And that's also why, I mean, I preach to move away from PF just because the environment sucks there so much. I actually had this conversation last night with some friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, oh, PF's got everything you need in a gym. I was like, no, it doesn't. No. Um, but yeah, just don't be a dick that's really what it comes down it's, to yeah it's common courtesy and respect is really what gym etiquette is uh and it's a good thing to learn and just kind of watch how people experience people kind of operate uh because like i said it is very unspoken it's not something that people talk about so that's why i wanted to mention it today i come like i'm so glad i thought of it because it's so big um and you know Joey Swole is a really good person to watch when it comes to learning gym etiquette because he calls out people who don't have proper gym etiquette. And the thing that you see with the industry and just with people's mindsets is that the more new they are, like you said, Christoph, the bigger their ego is, and the less respect they have for everybody in the gym and the equipment in the gym. The more experience they have, the more advanced they are, the more humble they are. It's kind of like um, it's like saying it's 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 like saying a doctor who's in school versus an experienced doctor the doctor in school thinks they know everything about being a doctor the doctor who's experienced knows how much they don't know and that's just what it comes down to when it comes to experience in the gym it's like i've learned so much like in the beginning i thought i knew what i was doing but then it's like you learn what's that we all did yeah exactly it's that's just part of growing and then you learn more and you're like holy shit i really know nothing and then you become humble because there's so much you don't know and you're constantly learning that you're, you kind of feel embarrassed about how you used to be. Um, you, I used to think I could write meal plans for people. I had fucking no idea what I was doing in, in a sense. I was just trying to help people like lose weight. So it was like the way I would write meal plans for people was like, I take that their, their normal daily food and just kind of like give them a good calorie intake with it and then just tell them to exercise basically. So like, it was just a good way of telling people to be like stricter on Monday through Friday and then like have whatever they want on weekends. So it was a good foundation, but like looking back, I'm like, dude, I really had no idea even how like fucking fat worked in diets, but it wasn't the worst. Like I look back at my old meal plans I'd write for people and I'm like, okay, it's not the worst. Like I would tweak it a little bit now, but you think you know a lot in the beginning and then you realize you don't know anything. And, uh, it's, so don't use beginners as like how to act in the gym 
uh, use the experience people and how to act. And, you know, it's Joey Swole really calls out people who take videos of people and like who like make fun of people and um, don't show proper gym etiquette. And it's like one thing I really like that he's attacking right now that really drives me fucking nuts is people who take videos in the locker room. And because it's literally against the law, technically, to take videos in the locker room. You know, my posing photos are from the locker room, but I'm tucked away in a corner where literally you could never see anybody unless somebody walks specifically to me in front of my camera. It's like you're taking, like, imagine going to a corner of a room and propping your phone right in front of you. Like, there's no way you're going to see anybody unless they came up specifically to you. Um, so that's how I, I kind of... Uh-huh. I, do, I do locker room... Uh photos and videos but if there's ever anybody else in there i always preface with hey i'm gonna be doing this if you don't want in the shot then i'll wait like x amount of time for you to leave or like if you want to join in etc etc like just have the conversation yeah because then because the problem is that like these guys will take like tiktok videos and stuff and post it and like there's whole ass naked dudes in the back and like they'll cover up the like the generals and stuff, and it's like, dude, that's actually illegal. Like you're recording people without their consent in in a space that's protected by law. Uh, it's it's against the law. It's technically it's technically like I don't know what the word would be. It'd be pornography without the payment. Essentially, is what it is. It's like nude photos without the payment. There's some sort of word for it. I don't know what it is, but it's illegal. Um, so do not take photos or videos in the locker room unless you know you're not going to get anybody in the in the background and even then like don't take it in the main area like where i take it is essentially where the showers are and in the corner of the showers not even like the showers aren't even in the shot really because people can be taking showers and when the people are taking showers i don't take those videos because i don't want to risk it but um i like how he calls out people who do that because it's fucking it's so messed up and people will laugh about it it's it's so messed up and um you know, he really called out a lot of people who get upset about people walking in front of them in front of the mirror and stuff. And that's another thing with gym etiquette is oh, so it, I was about to bring up the mirror stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to the mirror, um, you can the way the gym etiquette works is that when someone's using the mirror to lift, you can walk across it or grab weight or something. But don't be a dick and stand in front of them. You're just being a dick. Um, so you just grab your weight, walk out of the way. If you're walking across and put weight back, that's fine. Even even with weight, I try and go around the backside yes, of the person. I do too. If I could avoid going in front of them, I would. But if you have to, sometimes it's so busy in the gym, I have to kind of walk in front of them, and I just do it as quick as possible. Um, and sometimes I even say sorry. Like like if I'm grabbing weight and it's fucking heavy, like I'm grabbing like 110 pound dumbbells, I'm like sorry, sorry, <laughs> and then like walk away. <laughs> um, but that's just part of etiquette. Sorry, sorry. Shits his pants as he picks up the dumbbell. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh my god. New max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's part of gym etiquette too. And I mean, I even try to like when people are doing the cable machine, uh, which is kind of behind all the benches for dumbbells and stuff, and behind the dumbbells, I try to get out of the way too because when I'm doing the cable machine, I'm looking in the mirror, making sure I'm doing proper form. So I try to be out of their way and I try to find like, if I'm doing curls or something with dumbbells, I try to find like a good spot that no one's behind me, no one's in front of me. Like I'm not in anyone's way. I got my section in the mirror and the person next to me has got their section, so on and so forth. So that's another thing with gym etiquette too, is like, you don't get upset if somebody's in front of you. Just like the only time I ever get upset is when someone's like, there's no, there's so like, there's times where I go to the gym and there's like not many people there. 
and they're lifting and they're per like not purposely put there in front of me. It's like, dude, you have the entire fucking mirror to use and you have to pick the one spot I'm looking like if they're lifting with someone, I, I don't say anything. I'm just going to be a little peeved about it. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm using it. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world. Um, but that's another thing too, which I'm going to take is the mirror and just, just be respectful to people. If they're using it, if they're looking in the mirror, if they're not, then don't care. But, uh, if they're using it, look in the mirror, just, just be curious. I think this next one is a little bit of a give and go depending on the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> something that I like to get in the habit of, because again, we preach positivity day in and day out. And so something that I like to get in the habit of is when I see someone, lifting literally anything it could be a dumbbell curl or like the most basic movement ever and if they make like grunts in succession not like a single pop but like grunts in succession or you can see uh progressives um overload and and struggles with it hyping them up like i'll Mm. walk like for example like uh last time i did this uh they were doing preacher girls and um free weight preacher girls too not like uh machine loaded like they brought a barbell over and did uh preacher curls that way um and he started making noises he's probably at like rep eight or nine something like that and just going over and be like come on man yep 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 up 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 and like giving that little bit of support again i i say that's a give and go one because there's going to be guys who actually get really fucking offended by that which is why you have to kind of proceed with caution but i'm going to nine times out of 10 that I have done that, the person will be like, thank you, man. I actually appreciate that. Like we introduce, we talk a little bit and then we go our separate ways. So just even if you're not hyping someone up, the gym etiquette of being positive, like Mm -hmm. never, never laughing at someone who has lower weight than you never giving the look. If you, if, I mean, the look is like essentially a gym stank guy. If you if you're in the gym, you've absolutely have seen it once or twice before. It's just the look someone gives, like oh, like that dude's weak because he's using tiny weight, mm-hmm. and avoiding doing any of that is kind of a big big thing. Um, because also you have no idea how strong that person might be. They might be using like a lesser weight to target specific muscles and rep out or build a better mind muscle connection like mm-hmm. i i love seeing the videos of c-bomb curling 30s because <laughs> a 30 pound curl is like my warm-up set and this man 100 is probably at least six times stronger than me and if he's curling with 30s you know that he's targeting very specific movements very specific muscles and if you see some random person in the gym doing less the weight than you there's a good chance that they're you know targeting something specific so never give someone the no i'm trying to think of the word right now just don't judge um, people based off their weight the yeah don't don't pity people that that's the way i want to phrase it like don't look down on someone just because of the weight they're using or, or whatever exercise they're doing yeah it, that that's a big part of the etiquette i feel like yeah, there's, um, it's funny because, like, um, when I go to the gym, I do, like, my own, like, uh, pump reveal for myself. I like doing that uh, just for myself, especially when it comes to arms because arms is one of my weaknesses. But when I have a pump, they stretch out my sleeves. Um, so I think it's funny that, like, because I see it all the time and people who are new 
are like that. Don't judge people based off the weight they're lifting. When you're experienced in advance, you know that the weight you're lifting really doesn't fucking matter. Because if C-Bum's lifting 30s, he's probably going real slow, really fucking uh, like contracting the muscle at the top of the rep. And like I bet you when he's done his set, his arms feel like they're going to fucking fall off. And that's the thing with arms is you just got to get as much blood flow as possible, say the shoulders. So you're going to lift a little bit less weight. And, you know, I'll be doing curls like 25s for my warmups and I'll do about 20. Um, when I do dumbbell curls, I do, I don't alternate. I do it at the same, the same time. Excuse me. I do it at the same time. Um, so that I'm not resting in between each curl. It's just the way I like doing it. Uh, so I'll be like warming up at 25s and there's somebody new doing like 35s or something and kind of swinging the weight. It's, it's, if that's what he wants to do, that's up to him. Then, um, you know, I'll get up to thirties or whatever, kind of go slow with it. And then like, that's when I take off my sweatshirt when I get the pump and then I see them stop looking at me and I'm like, yeah, all right. That's what I thought, bro. And like, it, it might not look like it would have a sweatshirt on like a baggy sweatshirt, but when I take it off, dude, like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all right. But it's, I it's, I look, I look minuscule when I have my sweatshirt on. And I don't have a ton of size, but I have a lot of tone and definition. So when I take mine off, just like my my shoulder to bicep veins alone are just like, I'm here. And yeah, then, <laughs> yeah, I for me, like I have a couple of sweatshirts that are like that do kind of show my like look. Um, I, my arms will stretch them out and, you know, my lats stretch them out and stuff. But there are sweatshirts like I'm wearing a Carhartt one right now. I just got for Christmas. That's like super baggy on me. Uh, it's built to be large. It's a large sweatshirt, but it's built to be baggy. So I'll wear that to the gym now because it's warm and it is baggy. So when I take it off, I'm like a lot leaner than the, the way my sweatshirt looks. So it's like, it's kind of for me that I do that, but I do see like, you do see plenty of judging eyes when it comes to newer people in the gym with weight, because at the end of the day, weight doesn't matter. And if you really leave your ego at the door and you start lifting lighter weight with proper form, slower reps and higher reps, typically you're going to see a lot more gains. And um, I think that's the problem. That's why like powerlifting is so toxic in my opinion is because a lot of the mindset behind powerlifting is how strong you are. And uh, it's, it's a very ego kind of thing. Like when you could, like when you lift heavier than other people around you, and when it comes to strength, like looks, Okay, that's another that's another conversation. I was going to talk about start talking about different strengths and looks with weight and height difference, but that's a whole different ball game. But <laughs> so when it comes to etiquette, just ignore how heavy people are lifting or how light they're lifting because if they know what they're doing, uh, there's a there's method to their madness. There's a reason they're lifting the weight they're lifting. You know, I log my top set of every single set, send to my coach, and it's there's a reason for it. There's a reason for like knowing what you're lifting using proper form. And like, you never know. I mean, right now being on keto, I'm weaker than ever. You know, I'm, I'm weak as fuck, but there's times where like, who you know, when I was allegedly on cycle, uh, you know, I'd be in the incline, like hammer strength incline machine. And I'm pressing like three plates and a quarter for like fucking 10. Like I, there's times where I've been strong as fuck. Like I'm inclined benching two plates and a quarter for reps uh, on barbell. Like there's times where I'm strong as fuck and there's times where I'm lean as fuck and weak. Like right now I'm weak as fuck and it's just the reality. And right now it's hard for me to fucking curl. Like my top set for like bench used to be like one of my first sets when I'm stronger, you know? So it's where you're at in your program and where you're at physically will dictate entirely how much you're lifting. So just ignore how much people are lifting because they might be going through a strong phase and they might be going through a weak phase. 
they might be a beginner, they might be advanced. You never know. So just try not to judge. Uh, and you know, it, judging like when you're a beginner gym, especially like Planet Fitness, is we've talked about it, it's such a judgy gym. It's all about judging, and uh, it's they t- they call it a judge free zone. But you go to any advanced gym, that's truly the judge free zone. Um, you know, there's going to be older guys who are kind of dickheads who've been lifting for 20 years and think they know everything. And they're, they're going to be the ones judging when it comes to an advanced gym. But you talk to anybody who's, a, who's who knows what they're doing. They're nice. They don't judge anybody. Like, that's what we prefaced with at the beginning of this episode. It's fucking harder for someone who's large, someone who's morbidly obese, to go to the gym. It's so much harder for them to go to the gym than it is for me or stop to go to the gym. And I respect the hell out of that. And I will admit it, it's harder. It really is. And I can't imagine what they're going through. So I respect it. But people, you know, who are judging will think, oh, why are they even in the gym? And they're gross looking. They shouldn't be in the gym. And it's like, that's exactly why they're there because they want to fix how they look. They want to feel better in their own skin. And why would you put that down? Because you were doing the same thing. Like, why else would you be in the gym? Like, you're like, especially gym, like, there's like CrossFit and stuff like that, which is for performance. But if you're in the gym, like a fitness center, like a Gold's or Empire, most likely you're there because of aesthetics. You're there to look better. There's the handful of guys at Empire who are powerlifters, whatever, but there's no powerlifters on my goals. It's all about aesthetics and how you look and how you feel in your own skin. So at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So why judge anybody how they look when they want to better that, you know? Um, so that's part of gym etiquette. It's just try not to, you know, judge people. It, you know, we're all human. We're going to judge from time to time. It's being human. Um, another thing to mention for all the guys listening, which I know most of our audience is guys, um, be careful looking at girls, <laughs> be, hmm. be nice, be kind, like, don't be like ridiculous. Uh, there's plenty of guys who stare like obnoxiously. Uh, and so just, just be respectful. And I mean, I know that, you know, over the years, women are wearing less and less, and I know it's harder and harder for guys to not look, and it's completely understandable for human. We're guys. It's just part of our DNA. Um, but just be careful and just try not to be try not to be rude. Um, and, you know, girls look too. I'm sure girls look at plenty of guys, and I'm not going to discount that. I mean, there's, there's guys who look good. They're like, I will fully admit when a guy looks good. Uh, and, you know, good-looking dude, pretty big dude, muscular, whatever, good shape. Uh, you know, and they look too, and it's, it's just part of being human. Uh, but, you know, try to be respectful with how you're looking or it, it, try not to look if you can. There's a whole joke stuff that, you know, too, like how many ceiling tiles are there or like counting the floor uh, dots. I, like <laughs> the most respectful man that I know, and I we've name dropped him before and I know he doesn't mind, but the most respectful fucking person is is my is our buddy Eric. And yep, I the, amount of, <laughs> the amount of snaps I've gotten from him, it's he'll send me the funniest things. He's like, there are 63 pieces of tar inside of this little uh, floor mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that whole joke. Looking away, looking away. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the, the joke that Paul and I are referencing is essentially if a bodacious babe walks in your area, you look at anything and everything but her. And mm-hmm. so it's like, uh i can see the air in front of me (laughs) like you just you just start counting really random and obscure things like there's a grand total of 13 dumbbells in this rack (laughs) there's one missing i wonder what weight that is oh (laughs) process of elimination means that's 20 and i wonder what these weights are made out of 
<laughs> oh no, she she's the one holding the missing dumbbell. Abort, abort, abort. <laughs> look, ah! Yeah, that's that's how it is. Just yeah, just look anywhere else, and it's it can like it. It's distracting sometimes, and just just like you'll learn how to not look, and you'll learn to be courteous and respectful, and all of that. So, um, if you if you don't learn, you'll just become so. Uh, motivated for your goal that you just don't look because you don't care you're in the gym for one reason and you're gonna get your gains and you just it doesn't matter if there's a muscle mommy near you you're like i'm gonna get my pump and i'm gonna leave <laughs> yeah yeah if you if you stay focused on yourself it's a different ball game and like there's the whole joke too when you're a big dude like you're gonna get more attention from guys from girls so i think the worst reason to do new year's resolution or like to go into the gym is for girls because you're gonna get way more attention from dudes than you will from girls uh it's, it's just the reality I, I think we've made this joke at least every episode, but it's like going into the gym with the expectation of slaying girls. Reality. Nice pump, King. Keep it looking up, big. bro. <laughs> yeah, looking big, King. I'm trying to be like you. Yeah, it's, it's just how it is. It's, even on social media, like like guys will comment on other guys' posts. Like, like oh, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a single female <laughs> comment on any of my bodybuilding posts, like ever. Like it's all dudes. Hundred percent, hundred percent, dudes with dicks. <laughs> this is not what I intended. <laughs> this was not my original goal. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, that's just that's just the reality. Um, the, but the, be respectful. The, the homies single-handedly keep the body dysmorphia at bay. <laughs> yeah, they make you feel better. They really hype you up. It's like oh, I'm not feeling very good. It's like, dude, you look huge and lean as fuck. I wish I could have your kids. It's like, oh, well then. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better. Um, yeah. I, I think also when it comes to um, being a guy and wanting to approach a girl in the gym, you can't use like, for example, I've my, my background and my history, like of, I'm going to use modern slang of, of rizzing. Like when <laughs> I was in the, bar, when I was in the bars or just trying to approach people out in, in public, like, there's a way of doing it and making your intentions real clear and it's not the most respectful way and you use like some real either some real like aggressive pickup lines or you use some real shitty like ways of talking like just ways that your mother would you know wash your mouth with a bar of soap type talk mm -hmm. and when you're in the gym that is the last thing that a gym girl wants to hear because for example take like I'm going to make a reference to a gal here at uh, Empire who I fully consider a gym crush of mine. Um, she's got 10,000 followers on Instagram and she is really, you know, built like she trains legs all the time. And like for a girl, like she has the lower body that you would, you know, tend to gaze upon if you were, um, if you were a lonely wanderer. Um, but if you walk up to her and give her the line that you've used on, you know, six other girls, like, Hey, what's the difference between me and my couch? My couch pulls out like that. That kind <laughs> of talk just doesn't work for gym girls because they hear it nonstop, especially if they've got that big of a social media presence. She's got DMS up the wazoo of people, you know, saying that and probably worse. So if you're oh, going to yeah. go up to a gal in the gym, I recommend doing one of two different things. The first is complimenting whatever movement they're doing. So I like to 
Like if someone's, if, if I see a gal training back, that's my favorite one to compliment because a lot of gals don't train back. So I'll be like, yo, I really like that you're training back. That's like a really, you know, intense thing. And that shows your dedication to the gym. Like you, you present it in a very, very, you know, respectful way. You don't go up to her and say, I see you're training back. Can I blow yours out later? Like you're not, you're, you're not going in with the disrespectful type of talk. Um, and then the other way that, I recommend is that complimenting something that they would not be complimented on in the gym or for posting a, a um, gym pick. So for example, don't walk up and say nice buns. Where's the bakery walk up and say something like, Hey, you've got a really pretty smile. Like your eyes are really gorgeous. Like you say nice things like that and you leave all the shit at the door. And that's how, is a respectful way to approach a gal. Damn, and Paul, you just kind of, I was going to say, you just got kind of a mini masterclass of, of the, from, from, uh, oh, I can't, I, I can't use the, uh, the Riz, Master Riz. that I sent you. Well, do you, you remember the one I texted you a week ago? Yeah. yeah I, I, I can't say that one on the podcast. I think, um, <laughs> so my, my thing with all this is, I got I got one rule for a lot of guys. I think this is I think this is pretty fair to do. Don't approach women. <laughs> That's my thing. That's my thing. Uh, if the, you want to, the the gamer mindset. Yeah, if, girl can't talk to you. Yeah, if, if you're like, I mean, if you want to, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna discourage that. If you want to, go ahead. I mean, you're it's, it's a free country, but I think that if you're in the gym, just focus on yourself. Just do what you need to do and get out. Um, I mean, I'm in the gym no longer than like 45 minutes to an hour. And I don't even talk to fucking guys in the gym. I don't even talk to any, like, I, I won't even talk to, like, like if, if I know you, I probably won't even come up and say, hey, like, I might wave or whatever, but I'm lifting, and I'm lifting to get out of here. Like, I want to fucking go home. Um, you know, I'm tired. This is exhausting. This is, like, it's fun, but it's exhausting, and it's tiring. And when, especially at the end of my workout, I just want to go home or do my cardio and get home. Um, so I, I've never been one to approach anybody in the gym. Um you know, I've had conversations with guys here and there who, like, you know, know what they're talking about. I had a conversation with a guy a few weeks ago um, about the current industry of men's physique because he's a um, men's physique judge and he's also IFBB pro. So I was having a good conversation with him. And because you can't, I had, I had no problem having that conversation because you can't have that conversation with just anybody. Um, but there's also plenty of dudes, like, there's plenty of dudes in the gym. There's one guy top of my head right now. Uh, who, if you gain muscle from talking to people in the gym, he'd be fucking enormous. Like he's constantly talking to people and he has like a gym partner. And I kind of feel bad for the gym partner because the dude's huge. The gym partner is like six, five and probably like two fifty, two seventy five. not muscular, but like you could tell he's strong as fuck. And it's like, I kind of feel bad for him because it's like, he's not really talking to anybody. He's just kind of standing there when his friend talks to people. And he's one of those guys who like hugs every girl in the gym. And like knows every single girl in the gym, and it's like, get the yeah, fuck out of the way, because he's been in their DMs. Yeah, like get the fuck out of the way, dude. And like, it, it's just so it's just so annoying because if you're gonna be using a piece of machinery, don't talk at that machinery for 10, 20 minutes. Like, use it, be done, then talk to somebody when you're not lifting anything. Like that's also part of gym etiquette too. Is that if you're gonna be talking to somebody like talk in between sets for a couple seconds and then go back to lifting. Like when I'm lifting with someone, one of us is usually almost always lifting. 
like there might be like a 10, 15 second gap where we might mention something in their chat or something, but usually we go into it. It's like when they're setting up, when we're setting up the weight for the next person or taking it off or whatever, that's when we're chatting. Um, but besides that, we're lifting. So don't chat for too long when you're in the gym. You're just going to be kind of hogging up equipment. People aren't going to like that. It's it's annoying, especially for us that like I almost always lift solo. And it's annoying to me when I have a routine set and somebody's just sitting there talking. And I've done it before. I don't recommend it to people, but I've taken machines when they're fucking sitting there like next to it. And I know they're using it, but I've taken it because, you know, I don't recommend it to people. It can kind of start beef, but like this dude knows. Yeah, you can mod on him. This dude knows. This dude knows that, uh, you know, I go there at the same time, which every day he does. And I'm there six days a week. So it's not like he doesn't know who I am. Like he sees me around. I see him around. So I've taken his machinery before this guy I'm talking about. And, you know, he's got upset about it. He's like, y'all is using that. And it's like, I was like, dude, you're talking. I didn't know you were using it. There's nothing here. There's no sweatshirt. There's no water bottle. Nothing here. There's no attachment on the fucking cable machine. Why would I ever think you're, you're talking five feet away from me. Why would I think you're using it? So, um, granted, I knew he was using it. I saw him using it, but you know, <laughs> my, that, that, but my, my point still stands. There's, there's no reason for him to be talking like that. So stay toxic Kings. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't recommend it cause it can start shit, but, uh, it's, it does get annoying. And like, if somebody's going to keep doing that, then, you know, I just kind of, I have in the past just kind of butted and started using machinery. Um, I even have a shirt that, uh, I got from metal that Alex owns. Uh, it, I don't think he sold, they sell it anymore. It says on it, it's in cursive and it says, Mr. Steelio plates. And there's like a heart <laughs> with an arrow through it and it's pink. So it's supposed to look oh, yeah. like a, like kind of gay shirt. But if you read it, it says Mr. Steelio plates. And it's true. Cause like there's times like my old coach, we were lifting once. I still remember to this day, this guy was talking a lot in between deadlift sets. So we were deadlifting and he's like, watch this. So he goes over to the guy's bar when he's like two feet away from it, like just about turned around and was talking to someone. He went behind him, pushed the bar forward. So he had the space and started deadlifting his, his weight. The dude was like over like a PR. It's like five plates. Mike, he went over there and fucking did it for reps. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, I don't, you can just do that. I don't know. You could just do that. Like, that's your thing. Like, you can just like do that. Like, it was like, unfounded to me. So uh yeah i mean just i think it's annoying people talk for so long in the gym i'm okay so i'm gonna push back a little bit on it um i'm that social guy in the gym i'm gonna talk to anyone and everyone i'm not gonna hug a girl in the gym because yeah. they have cooties and it's gross Ew. But, um yeah but um i will talk to anybody and everyone but that's because for me that's how i'm spreading my gym positivity like i'm doing it one to you know get my own social release um because i need to you know get my my social hormones pumping a little bit too because otherwise i'm a hermit um and also just to make sure people around me are having a good time um and granted i'm not gonna pester someone if like if i see someone going balls to the wall like ape shit in the gym i'm not gonna talk to them because obviously they're real motivated well, like guys, like most lifestyle fitness people, I chatted up with them. I have some conversations and it's just to, you know, promote this, this sense of positivity within the gym. But yeah. I will say if I'm, uh, for example, if I'm using the like cables, cables are one of the most sought after things in the gym. Cause most times you don't have more than like four stations for mm -hmm. cables. 
Um, so if I'm on a cable machine, I'm not going to talk to someone. Um, or I'm not going to have a prolonged conversation. If I'm squatting, at Empire, there's probably a dozen squat racks. So if I'm squatting, I'm going to have some conversations. I'm not too worried or upset about that. Um, and if there's, you know, dumbbells, for example, there's three, three, yeah, I'm thinking three separate sets of dumbbells, like for, ranging from five to a hundred, like three different sets of five to a hundred plus, uh, for dumbbells at empire. So if I'm using, and a lot of that also is doubled up throughout the weights, like there'll be two sets of thirties, two sets of forties, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so if I'm using dumbbells, I'll chat it up a little bit too. If I see someone looking at my weights, like I understand that. And that's also gym etiquette. Like I'll, I'll be like, all right, yeah, go ahead. I'll put them back. Or if I see them, I, and I'll be like, yeah, you can go ahead hit that, whatever. Um, but I think the, the social atmosphere of the gym is also where you're going to meet some of the most interesting people in the world and also like-minded people. So I'm a very, you know, I'm a person driven by my own ambition, but I teach. So it's not like I'm an entrepreneur where I'm actually manifesting this ambition. But if I talk to people in the gym and find people who have similar in, similar interests and maybe they connect with a certain uh, way that I view something, there's potential either business or potential further opportunities. And that's the kind of thing that I'm looking for in the gym. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's where I push back a little bit on that. Yeah, I'm not saying don't have the conversations at the gym. I'm saying don't have excessive conversations, um, and don't like yeah, the, like don't have like multiple minute conversations in between sets because then you're going to be using that machine for like 20 minutes. And that's like if there's like if there's two of the machine or like multiple of something and nobody's using the other ones, that's one thing. Like at the gym I go to, there's two squat racks. If nobody's using the other one and you're chatting with someone, that's one thing because there's another one to use. But if you're using like, um, I'm trying to think here, like you're using like uh, the one the one hip press machine at the gym, like don't talk for five minutes between sets because there's only one hip press machine. So like when somebody wants to use it, like when it's part of my routine and you're talking for 10 minutes, I now have to change everything. Like I didn't realize how often I have to change movements because people are talking until I started sending my top sets to my coach. And I'm like, holy fuck, it looks like I'm changing my workout every single time I lift. But it's like every time I go to the gym, somebody's talking something for fucking 40 minutes. And it's like, I'm not going to wait for 40 minutes to use one thing where I could just do something else instead. So um, you know, that, that's what frustrates me, uh, is when they're talking for an excessive period of time. And there's that one guy that's like that, you know, there's, there's guys who will chat and whatnot and they, they're in and out of the machines. That's fine. Like, I respect that, but there's just some people that just talk for fucking ever. And, um, you know, if that's what you want to do in the gym, that's, that's up to you. You're going to end up wasting a lot of your time. But like, if you're talking excessively, I mean, not like just having conversations with people like talking excessively, um, and then you're just people are not going to be the biggest fan of you and that's why like i feel like he only ever talks to like girls is because he doesn't talk to any of the dudes and i think that might be part of the reason why is because he's kind of talking machinery and stuff when he does when he does talk to people um but that's another etiquette thing is just be courteous if you are having a conversation with someone 
don't also like when you're new and you're especially teenager uh you're gonna want to show up with a group of friends don't do that like two or three friends like two or three people total like that's fair but don't show up with like like we showed up like with my bachelor party kind of thing but i got like okay from the gym from that and like we were using multiple pieces of machinery at once so it's not like we're hogging one machine for like an hour so yeah and that was a one-time thing but there's groups of kids at the gym it's a meme now where it's like five of them rolling deep and they're like using one machine for fucking half hour because they all of them have to lift and like that's just annoying um there's a group right now that lifts <clears throat> at the same time that i do at empire who roll they're normally four sometimes five and i've even seen them go up to six mm-hmm. um it, it's all their buddies and i thought they were high school but they drove there so you i could be, be. and while well, they're also working out <clears throat> excuse me um when i work out which is like 10 at night so for me that doesn't seem like high school type stuff but i could be mistaken but yeah it's it is very frustrating because they all hit the same thing and it's like i guess i'm not hitting that today <laughs> yeah yeah it does it does get frustrating and there's even like um a lot of times there's rules in each gym like pretty much every gym has a rule board of some sort and every gym I've gone to will say, like, no groups larger than, like, four or five. Um, and even then, like, five, four and five is really pushing it. Um, three and less is totally fair. Um, the biggest I've lifted in outside of the bachelor group was four. Um, we were doing a light day. Um, so, you know, that we were, but we were kind of quick with it relatively. Like, we ended up doing, like, three or four movements in like an hour, which for legs is kind of on the slower side, but for four people, that's not too bad. We were, there was somebody lifting at all times. Um, but it's, it does become a problem, especially when you got the teenagers with the egos and everything like leave your ego at the door because these kids will really hog a deadlift platform for like an hour and chat between sets and they have to change all the weight out and shit. And just to all they do is just fucking go for one rep and just bend the fuck out of their back and about to throw it out. And it's like, Oh, you drives me nuts. Like, I, like it really drives me nuts. But that's just something that drives me crazy. Others might not care. I do, but it's also because I almost always lift alone and never talk to anybody. So when I'm lifting, like I'm there for a purpose, and I'm there. Like, I mean, you are too. Stop. I'm not discrediting that. I'm just saying, like, when I'm lifting, it's like fast, no rest, almost, and I'm in and out. So if somebody's really hard on a machine, it just really bothers me. Um, because I'm trying to be quick with it, and I can't be quick with it when a group of six broccoli heads are hogging the machine for 45 minutes. I used to roll in a group back in my PF days. Uh, the Swolverines is what we were called. <laughs> and uh, and it was a group of four of us. Um, and we positioned our workouts based on when we knew crowd atmosphere would not be there so for example um when we would do our leg day this is back when i would actually leg press back when i considered it a you know superior movement which it's not but um we we, would leg press and you know uh gonna name drop here but connor whittle and i could leg press most most of the plates in the planet fitness because you know you have to go around and grab them from all the different smith machines and the ones that are already loaded and you know when we do eight plates on a side nine plates on a side you don't 
like that's just disrespectful to other people considering there's so few plates there i mean it's different at the gym i'm at now because there's i mean hundreds of plates there but when working out at that pf we would always make sure that if we were hitting legs and like we we're like going heavy on legs we wouldn't go until like midnight when there's just like the mm -hmm. one grandpa who's like hiding away from his wife like that's that's when if you're gonna roll through in a group like we're not saying don't do it but do it at the right time like because it's yeah. it's been it's it's beneficial for you to work out with somebody we're not saying it's not but it can be very disrespectful to others when you roll deep in like peak hours yeah when so, i when i lift i'm lifting at like 5 30 like literally during peak hours so there are you're solo yeah yeah i'm alone and it, it does get busy and i'm not gonna like you know be upset if one person's in the machine or something um but it's like when these kids like roll in right after school or like right after practice or some shit or like right after whatever it is, and they roll in at like five, five thirty, and it's a bunch of them. And it's like, that's, it's like, there's a, there's a place in time for it. Like you're saying, like it's a place in time. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to come in with a bunch of people, like when we went to fitness factory with like, like nine of us or whatever it was, we went at, what was it like 9am on a Saturday or something? Like it was like yeah. early as shit. Like we went specifically when, yeah, actually it was nine a.m. on Saturday because we went to Mr. We Tokyo went, at eleven. I was gonna say yeah, we got sushi after for lunch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was nine a.m. on a Saturday when like typically people don't really lift at that time on Saturdays. Usually it's like noon or like three o'clock or something when it's more busy. So yeah, it wasn't too nine busy. A, nine a.m. on a Saturday is hangover time. No one's yeah. no one's lifting then. Everybody's sleeping at that time. So like we planned that ahead. Uh, you know, so stuff like that, just being a little more courteous is, is, is a big deal too. And, um, respecting the equipment is another one too for gym etiquette. Don't bang around. Oh. It's like ridiculous. If, if a gym says no chalk, just don't use chalk. Uh, there's ways around that. Uh, if you're a beginner, you should not be even considering chalk, but let's say you do use chalk and the gym has to not use chalk. Just don't, don't use it because they don't have the equipment to clean it up. They don't have the, the bars that can handle chalk. Uh, and it, it's just no fun for anybody else. Um, there's you know, also there's, so the, uh, not to interrupt, but there's so yeah. few exercises you actually need to chalk for. Like some yeah. people aggressively use it because they see like the rock using it and they're like, Oh, I'm going to do it because I'm going to be like him. And in reality for a lifestyle fitness person, your heavy deadlift is like the only time you need chalk. And even then, like you can just not use chalk and use like lifting straps. And get the same yeah, but, uh, you can double up though, and just you, you could both that. Yeah, I mean, I like have only ever used chalk a handful of times, um, and that was at the gym I used to go to Elite, and they had bowls of chalk for you to use. So it was like promoted, like they provided yeah. chalk to you. So and don't use liquid chalk either. That just fucks shit up. That's really just gross, and just really is not good for the equipment. So. I'm going to backtrack actually uh, pull-ups. I chalk for pull-ups too. Yeah. Yeah. You could. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't really use wrist straps on pull-ups because you don't want to like when you actually want to drop, when you want <laughs> to be done, you want to drop. The hook straps fucking clank those on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to be stuck. <laughs> so that, that makes oh. more sense. Some people use chalk for squats. They'll put it on their back, like on their shirt. So the bar doesn't slip at all. It's easier to hold up there. That's understandable, but like chalk is understandable. I get why you use yeah. it, but if the if the gym calls for no chalk, don't use it. Uh, don't bang around the weight. Don't throw it around. 
And also something that you mentioned earlier, I completely forgot to add on to don't excessively make noise. Uh, you know, yep. you're gonna, you're gonna like when I'm lifting and I'm lifting heavy, most of the time I'm just breathing. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't, just don't make excessive noise. Like there are grunts and stuff like that people are making, but like, like when I'm doing deadlifts, I'll grunt and stuff and, but don't like scream. Uh, people yep. don't typically do yep. that. Yeah. People don't typically do that, but just don't do it. Uh, don't use excessive noise because it's just annoying. There's no reason to. Uh, you know, there's people who make noise. Like whenever I make noise, it's so that I know I'm breathing. It's so that I know I'm actually fucking breathing. Uh, it's just a tactic I use. Uh, I also use, I used to use gum as well. Gum would keep me breathing. Uh, so as long as you're breathing, you're fine. And chances are you probably don't even really need to make any noise when you're lifting. Uh, I make, breathe. I make the noise when I push myself to max exertion. So like, for example, I, like I, I'll do it. Anytime I go heavy, I will say I do it every yeah. time I go heavy, but like, uh, my past yesterday, I, I worked out, uh, another chest day and I was doing a drop set of machine chest flies. So it's, it was plate loaded machine chest flies, mm -hmm. not, um, the, the pin loaded one. So mm -hmm. I had someone there helping me like unload them when I was done and drop sets are gnarly. So like, yeah. even, even on the bottom set, when I was, you know, doing the lightest weight. It's such overload. Like there's such an overload on your muscles that I'm grunting. Like I just can't control it because of how much I'm pushing myself. Um, so, but I agree unnecessary noise. So like yeah. if you're making noise, like for example, oh, there, there's several people that do this. If you make noise because there's a gal around you and you're <laughs> trying to make yourself seem like this man, like I'm telling you right now, she does not care. She might hear you. She does not care. Probably I can tell you, she, she, she does that. I can yeah. 100%. I, I know the inside of, of a gal's mind a little bit better than most people. And I can tell you, she does not care. She, <laughs> in fact, that might even drive her away. Yeah. So you go, you go, Hey baby. And she's going to go hit. That's the ick. Like, yeah. that's not not a good thing to do. And another thing, the ego, too. I see a lot of people do this. If there's, you know, people around you and you make noises just to provide your ego with the societal boon because there's people around you, that also isn't a, a good thing. Like, my lifting partner did that the other day because he saw that. I, well, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm a little bit okay with this. The, the group of that young group of people that I mentioned earlier they were near us and he was just trying to poke fun at them. So we were doing like, I think it was the wide ISO chest machine, like something where you really don't need to be grunting on. And he just made eye contact with them, one of them and went, Ugh! <laughs> and like, it was really unnecessary, but um, they were kind of being annoying. So I guess yeah. I gave him a little bit of credit there, <laughs> but yes, un unnecessary noise is frustrating to hear too, yeah. because you can be in a groove and sometimes that can throw you out of a groove and that can be frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I have like solid ass noise canceling headphones, but if I hear, so if I hear you over your, my headphones, it's excessive. I yeah. know that you're making excessive noise for no reason because I can't even hear the gym music. So if I can hear you, that's a problem. Uh, hmm. So just don't be excessive with the noise. There's no reason to um, just breathe. I mean, you know, there's grunts, moans, whatever. 
and everybody has their own sound that they make. Um, uh. yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just be, just be courteous and just don't be like fucking annoying. But I think that's pretty much the gist of the etiquette for the most part. And the rest of it, you kind of learn from Jim to Jim. Yeah. Um, I will say to end my point about talking to Jim gals, um, if you walk up and you actually succeed and she seems interested, do not ask for anything besides her number. If you ask for her Snapchat or her Instagram or her TikTok, it immediately shows that you're just in it for a smash. Ask for a number, be a man. That's interesting. So, yeah. Um, so that's that's the end of, of uh, the Riz Gods uh, uh, helping you out today. Maybe, maybe I'll have to do a, an episode of... <laughs> of how to how to help uh pick up gals in the gym we'll do a a segment we'll do a 30 minute segment on wednesdays i'll I'll have i'll have live guests uh zoom in and it'll be just all people that i've tried to talk to in the gym (laughs) your past your your past hookups so uh, what was i successful at what was your rating was it like would would you give it a one through ten like what, like what was it like on a scale of like one to like mega riz what would you give me and, on a scale of one to giga chad yeah. <laughs> what would you give me on a scale of like barely any riz to like giga chad riz what would you give me yeah i think that'd be funny well, well you brought me back to your place and you said you'd cooked me a meal and you gave me a plate of white rice with chicken so i didn't know what to expect <laughs> <laughs> it's called gains bitch no wonder why i'm not with you <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah i mean um, i think in general we, it just it it just comes down to being respectful and if you if you have to question whether or not it's res- like something you should do don't do it yeah yeah if, if it's if you're questioning whether or not it's respectful you yeah just don't don't feed into it don't do it be polite to people um put in the work that's needed you know like we we're talking about in the beginning baby steps it's it's going to take a million wins to get to the big one that you're looking for so have those little wins, you know, uh, hit the gym properly, get in the routine of it and get into your food and so on and so forth. Don't change everything all at once. Uh, it's not going to work well. Don't want to go cold Turkey on everything. Uh, pace yourself, uh, do what's realistic, have realistic goals. Um, you know, aim high because if you aim high and miss, it's better than aiming low and hit. I'll always say that, but at the same time, like don't set like unrealistic expectations the guys are going to the gym expecting to get huge in a year. And that's not the reality. If you have realistic goals of, I want to, um, like first year, I want to gain, uh, let's say like five pounds of muscle and lose 5% body fat. That's very doable in your first year. So be, be realistic, learn what's realistic in the human body. Um, you know, and also understand that if this is your first time in the gym, your first year is what's called newbie gains. You're going to make a lot of gains, but then after that, it's going to exponentially fall off and you're going to make less and less. It's like almost statistically proven to be cut in half every single year. So your first year, my first year, I gained almost nine pounds of muscle. That's like anabolic level. That's just newbie gains because it's my first year in the gym. But ever since then, I'm, I have no idea how much muscle I'm gaining. I haven't been able to do the in-body analysis yet, but, um, you know, set realistic expect- expectations. Don't be like, I want to lose hundred pounds in a year. Like that's not realistic. And understand that if you are consistent with it, you're going to hit plateaus. There are going to be times where you're not making any progress. There are going to be times you have to break through what's called your metabolic uh, wall. And it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, you're going to be stuck at a weight. You know, if you're trying to lose weight, let's say you're trying to get below 200, 
and you're at 205, you can't break it, just keep going. You're going to break it, and all of a sudden it's going to fall off. I've hit it 3 million times, and I'm going through it right now. It's hard for me to break 195 right now. But once I do, and I'm going to drop straight down in 190 at least. It's just you got to stick to it. You got to stick to it. Don't weigh yourself every day. Don't look at yourself in the mirror every day. Don't judge yourself every day. Uh, you know, weigh yourself once a week. Look at your weekly progress, your monthly progress. That's when you'll make the real progress. Daily stuff is not going to matter. Don't measure everything constantly because it's not, you're not going to make enough difference to really see a true difference. If you're going to change every single meal because of how your blood sugar is at right now, stop. You're like, you're not really going to make any difference. Just trust the process and make those small wins every day, stick to the plan and you know, you'll see the progress in the big, big, you know, longer term and take before and after photos and stuff because you'll see the progress, you know, it's hard to see it every day because you're looking at yourself every day. But if you look back when you make some progress and you look back, you know, a few months, you're like, wow, okay, this is what I used to look like a few months ago. I do look better. Uh, I didn't realize it, but I do look a lot better. And I'm really happy with that. Just keep doing that. Just stick to it, trust the process and you'll get there. Just uh, don't overdo it. Hell yeah, man. Well, Happy New Year to all you uh, gym rats, and yep. let's get a uh, 2023 full of gains and hypertrophy. 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 <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. See you guys.